we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. Every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, Gangster Rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet, it's Monday! Yes, it's Monday. Back to the work week. Good morning. We are here, man. Fresh off a fantastic weekend in Atlanta. Drop on the clues bonds for the ATL, shorty. Oh, how was your weekend? Black Effect Podcast uh, Festival. Man, you know we had the first ever Black Effect Podcast Festival in Atlanta. Uh, it was sold out since last Monday. Mm-hmm. And we had an incredible, incredible time, man. You know, salute to everybody in Atlanta. Like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for pulling up. You know, thank you to all of the uh, great podcast partners we have that that hit that stage the 85 south show horrible decisions big facts podcast um reasonably shady and michelle williams we talk back podcast with portia williams we had the business and podcasting panel the woman in podcasting mm-hmm. panel we had a a, a a game room with game tournaments going on that was hosted by the trap nerds podcast we had the black effect marketplace with all the vendors and the merchandise so man, we just had a we had a ball in Atlanta this weekend this weekend was one of those weekends that you wish you could Relive, yeah, yeah, that much fun, had that much that energy, much, had that much fun. Like the very, you know, the very next day, you was like, damn, we had a good time last that's night. Good. 
Wish I could relive that moment right now. He said the energy was amazing. Shout out to Louis V. I spoke to Louis V. He said salute the energy was amazing. Salute to my guy, Louis V. Louis V provided the soundtrack for the uh, Black Effect Podcast Festival, man. So salute to Louis V. We just had a ball, man. That's dope. No, 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 no incidents. You know, not even an argument. Everybody was just in there having a That's good what time. It is. Absolutely. Cha cha sliding, electric sliding, doing whatever choreographed dance y'all do <laughs> when that Beyonce song Beyonce the yeah. Before I Let Go remix. It was. It, we had a ball. That's man. right. So like, salute to Slutty Vegan. Slutty Vegan was there as well. Yeah, shout out uh, to Slutty Vegan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we had a ball, man. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all our sponsors, Nissan, AT&T, State Farm, Molson Cause, Blue Moon, Simply Spiked. It was a it was a great time. We'll, okay. talk, we'll talk about it more later in the show. All right. Now, mm-hmm. this is where we need the four-day uh, work week because I'm tired. You was all over the place this weekend? Nah, I wasn't even all over the place, but uh, shout out to 50-50. Uh, he, he was uh, in town and... He invited me to dinner last night, so I went okay. out to dinner with 50. Uh, I met Scarlip, too. Scarlip is the, the the rapper from New York City. She about to sign the G-Unit? No. I'm no, about no, to say, no, Lord, no. she already violent enough. Ain't no, no, no need no, for her no, to sign no, the G-Unit. No, 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 no. Salute to Scarlip. But, um, you know, usually, you know, what time do you, we usually do dinner? Me? Yes. Seven o'clock, me six, too. seven o'clock. Me She's too. Talking why, about. why? So we can be in bed by a certain time. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That dinner last night didn't start at 10 o'clock. Oh, no, 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 no. Anybody got time for that? I was out late Saturday, too, though, because after the Jesus. festival, we went to dinner, and then we went to uh, our good brothers, the 85 South Show, salute to the 85 South team. Uh, we went to their studio. They had a, a, a fight party fight at their party. studio. Yeah, we're going to talk about so the fight and all late. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but shout to 50, shout to Scarlip. Um, and let's get the show cracking. Now, Angel Reese and Flojay Johnson will be joining Flo-Jay us. Flojay Johnson. No, it's Flo J, not Flo J. I thought it was Flo J. No, I think it's Flo J. Oh, I thought Flo it was Flo J. Johnson will be joining us. You know them. They're the, they're the uh, 2023 NCAA Women's Basketball Champions. Yes, unfortunately. Even though I'm happy for mm-hmm. them, I'm a South Carolina Gamecock. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm happy for them, though. Yes. You know? So we're going to talk to them in but a I'd little bit. I'd rather they be us, but I'm happy for them. And then we got front page news coming up in a little bit. Teslin Figaro will be joining us. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. All right. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. We have Teslin Figaro here. Good morning, Tez. The Hood Whisperer, Teslin Figaro. Yes, good morning, Charlemagne, DJ Envy, All and right. the Breakfast Club family. Yeah, let's go through these sports real fast. I know you got a lot to talk about. The Knicks beat the Cavaliers mm-hmm. 102-93. They lead the series 3-1. The Warriors tied up the series with the Kings. Uh, the Celtics lead the series 3-1. The Timberwolves 3-1. Lakers uh, 2-1. They play tonight, I believe. Uh, Heat lead the series 2-1. Clippers uh, are down 3-1. to The Suns leading that series. And the 76ers sent the Nets home. And, also- and, and I'm mad Brooks didn't stay uh, stay in the game to take the smoke that LeBron was about to give him. You want to fondle that man's balls. Oh, man. <laughs> so you get kicked out of the game. Because no, yeah. you knew it was about to be a long night. Yeah. They got kicked out of the game. And we got to congratulate the tank. Javante Davis, who won over the weekend in the seventh round, Easy just like money. he predicted. Easy he money. Ryan Garcia. Uh, so congratulations to Tank. Easy money. I, I like I like Ryan a lot, but Ryan ain't had no business in that ring with Tank, man. Tank totally outclassed him on that, on every level. Mm-hmm. There's clearly levels to boxing. And Tank is clearly on another level. Absolutely. Ryan Garcia. Now, where we starting at, Taz? Where do you want to start this morning? Yeah, let's start at the Supreme Court uh, protecting access to the abortion pill. Now, some of you may have been looking at the protests going on uh, over the last couple of weeks. Well, they've been doing it for the last year, but in particular, the last couple of weeks, I wanted to cover this story last week, but I was waiting to see uh, what the Supreme Court would do uh, on Friday. And so on Friday, they did protect access to a widely used abortion drug by freezing lower court rulings that place restrictions on its usage as appeals play out. 
Now, as a result, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration approval of the drug Mufepristone will remain in place while appeals play out potentially for months to come. Uh, the case is most important abortion related dispute to reach the high court. Since the justices overturned Roe versus Wade, triggering conservative states across the country to either ban or severely restrict the procedure. Now, how this dispute plays out will ultimately ultimately decide uh, if it will make it more difficult for women to access uh, this drug and um, in the states that still allow abortion. So this is an ongoing dispute. Uh, it's going to keep going. You're going to see it in the 2024 election. Uh, where folks are saying, you know, hey, should this be left up to the states? Should the federal get involved? And it's interesting. Um, I'm looking at um, some Republicans that are saying now, you know, hey, we need to uh, go ahead and bring Roe versus Wade back and allow the states to make the decision. So it's going to be really interesting as as we see uh, election season come upon us. Mm, all right. Well, what else we got? Yeah. So in Jackson, um, I, I talked about this uh, before, oh no, my apologies. I want to do the Kim Porter story, and then on um, the second hour we'll do Jackson. But Kim Potter, uh, the ex-cop who killed Dante Wright, will be released from prison today. I don't understand. Uh, she is. Yeah, well, yeah, she's the former Minnesota police officer who killed the 20-year-old black man Dante Wright uh, when he allegedly allegedly mistook uh, mistook her firearm for the stun gun. Mm -hmm. So she served 16 months uh, in a Minnesota correctional facility for Wright's death. Wright was killed on April 12, 2021, after he was pulled over for an expired license tag. Now, we saw this during the same time uh, that George Floyd uh, trial was going on in Minneapolis. Uh, she was convicted of first degree and second degree manslaughter in Wright's killing. However, Judge Regina Chu sentenced the ex-cop significantly below the state uh, minimum, citing that Potter was clearly remorseful. You guys may remember how she was crying on the stand. I and remember. And then one, of the family one, members, then one of the family members yep. said, I forgive you, something like that? No, not in this case. Not in this one. Yeah, okay. no, not, yeah, not in this case. That's another case that you're talking about. But yeah, she... Uh, yeah, not certainly not in this case. She was doing that crying and not one tear dropped. And so uh, Judge uh, Regina Chu gave her a lower sentence. But I, I do want to say this because it does feel like we're not getting anywhere and there's still a lot more work to be done. Mm -hmm. uh, but I just want to remind the family that in 2021, 21 police officers in the United States, uh, they were charged with murder or manslaughter, resulting in on duty shootings, which is the highest in a single year. And in the past five years, 16 officers were charged in 2020, 12 in 2019, 10 in 2000. 2018 and seven in 2017 uh, each year the police kill about a thousand people nationwide some of that might be justifiable some may not be um, but there has been a little bit of progress but we still need more and particularly passing the george floyd justice and policing act in congress yeah because there's got to be like one consistent uh consequence for all these situations right because you can't tell me white privilege is not real you can't tell me police privilege is not real when you can get convicted for manslaughter a person is dead and you only do a punk ass year because you seemed remorseful mm. you, know how many, right. you know how many brothers and sisters i've seen seem remorseful after they've committed you know manslaughter or murder and they still in there right now doing 20 to 30 and ain't nobody thinking about oh they they said they seem remorseful let's let them mm -hmm. out after a year no way mm -hmm. no way all yeah, right so much more to go all right. Well, that is front page news. Now, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. If you had a great weekend or whatever it may be, call us up right now. Again, phone lines are wide open. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club on BET. The Breakfast Club. It's a new day. This is your time to get it off your chest. Wake up. Wake up. Whether you're mad. 
or blessed. It's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up? It's uh, Nick Anonymous, the uh, best event videographer in Atlanta. But I'm just calling just to say that I had a great time at the Black and Fat Festival, man. Hey. It was just a good time. Hey, Nickonomics, thank you, brother. Appreciate you, man. Glad you had a good man. time, brother. Hey, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think you did it really well, man, honestly. Um, I've seen a lot of people, and I've seen a lot of, like, love. And, you know, um, just having certain people in the city just bringing that influence there, I, I really do think you did an amazing job. Thank you, brother. Yeah, it was flawless execution, man, courtesy of, uh, you know, Dolly Bishop and the Black Effect team and iHeartRadio. So thank you. Thank, thank y'all, man. Thank y'all for coming up. Hello, who's this? Hi, good morning. My name is Amanda. Hey, I'm Amanda. I'm calling from Westchester. Hey, get it off your chest, mama. Listen, I'm I'm really stumped. A couple weeks ago, I was literally driving back from campus, and I got in the car like when this person was talking on your guys' radio station, and he was talking about taxes and like making your kids work. Um, but but you. Like, I think you claim them as a job. Uh, you claim oh, their it, allowance as a job. Wall Street Trapper. Wall Street Trapper, huh? Uh, what's the person name? Wall Street Trapper. I need to really look for him. Thank you guys so much. But let me, but mama, he's not He's not an accountant, so you got to reach out to an no, accountant. No, I just want to hear that whole radio station again. I want to hear everything he says. Okay, yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Both, you, you should check out both interviews. He was here a, a couple of years ago. And a lot of the stuff that he was talking about is is absolutely positively real. Definitely check him out. And yes, if you have kids, you can employ your kids. That's that's what we were saying. That's you can employ your kids. Saying, yep. But I got in the car too late. Yeah, yeah it's Wall Street Trapper. You can go on Breakfast Club page and watch both those interviews. Thanks. Thank you, thank you. You guys are amazing. I love you guys. Love. Thank you so much. Have a good one. And Trap does the uh, Trapping Tuesdays podcast too mm -hmm. on YouTube. You can go to Wall Street Trapper's YouTube page as well. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up, boys? It's your boy, Dingo. What's up, Dingo. brother? Dingo. Get it off your chest. Chilla, chilla, man. Hope y'all had a great weekend. Charlamagne, shout out to you for having a dope ass with that, man. Thank you, brother. You enjoyed yourself? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, man. I didn't go, but <laughs> I definitely saw the recap and all that stuff, man. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. Shout out to y'all, man. But uh, just wanted to get it off my chest. That fight was crazy. I hope Garcia come about that bag. You think he'll give up that purse or not? Nah, Tank said he don't want it. Tank said in the post-fight post, uh, post -fight interview, he said, he said, I'm not going to take that man bag. I don't want it. Hey, he's funny. <laughs> <laughs> bet, bet, bet. Well, also, guys, I'm going to send y'all the package, man. I appreciate y'all. Uh, I need some sizes. Charlamagne, what you like, a, a large in the hoodie, dog? Yes, sir. Large yeah. and medium. Yep. Okay. Same, large same. Large medium. Okay. Envy, what same. about you, dog? What you need? I'm the same. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll really? Okay. Yeah, I you're a little tall, man. You need like an extra large or something? Nah, large, large usually works me right. He ain't got no meat on them beige but, bones. Oh, for sure. That makes sense. Okay. You got to get the gym, dog. But it's all good. <laughs> but I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all have a good morning. Uh, shout out to y'all. All right, man. man. I mean, you need to get in the gym. He said you light in the ass. That's two references you made on my bones today. But light in the ass and I need meat on my bones. That ain't, this don't got nothing to do with nothing. That's regular conversation. That's how we talk. You never know when you it comes to you. You need some meat on your beige bones and you light in the ass. That's all. I'm fine in the ass, sir. If you, if, hey, man, if, if people think so, I'm not I'm not knocking them. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake it up. 
This is your time to get it off your chest. Keep calling. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning, this is Amber. Hey, Amber. Hey, good morning. Um, I just wanted to say uh, good morning to everybody. Uh, Charlemagne, thank you again for the tickets. I came all the way from Detroit. Hey. And yes, the podcast festival was lit. It was the best experience ever. Oh, man. I went back home. I told everybody, I'm like, man, y'all should have went. I'm like, so get ready for next year because they going to do it again. The turnout was so good. They're going to do it again. Oh, I was yeah. like, y'all missed it. And it, it, it was it was beautiful. I mean, like like Charlemagne said, no arguments, no fighting, no nothing. As many people was there, it was great. I mean, if that was Detroit, somebody would have been fighting and everything. I was just I was just blown back. It was great. It's also kind of, how would you fight at a podcast festival? Like, there's nothing there encouraging any of that, any, anybody to act like that. Yep. You know, it's no music it like was, that playing. Detroit, mm-hmm. And Detroit, they do. They fought at the comedy festival, uh, well, at the comedy show. I was like, Nah, is Detroit don't be wilding out, though. I did, I did a car shout in Detroit. We had over 10,000 people we didn't have no problems but like Charlamagne said like what would make you want to fight like yeah, you're watching you, podcasts you're getting information that's right. it's something that's benefits you so you're gonna fight during horrible decisions when they up there teaching you how to twerk <laughs> and do sex acts and all type of stuff like what you you're gonna fight during 85 South Show and all they doing is comedy making you laugh like what you gonna fight when you gonna right. fight why we had a ball and yeah, Envy, I had bought tickets to your uh, car show back in October, and my silly self read the date wrong. I went on Sunday. I'm looking like, where is it at? they like, oh, that was yesterday. No, oh, you missed it. But we're going to be back there. Yeah, your your tickets will still be good. Don't even worry about it. Your tickets will still be all right. <laughs> well, yeah, I just wanted to call and say thank you again. And to um, answer your question from last time, Envy, my birthday is the same day as yours, September 3rd. Hey, what you doing this year for your birthday? How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I'm 30. You gonna, Oh, you going to be Oh, you gonna be 31? Yeah, I'll be 31 this year. Oh, we got to turn up then. Yeah, I got to do something. I might go back to Atlanta. <laughs> I usually, you know what? I usually come to Detroit around my birthday too. We usually do the R and B party. So if if uh, if we do it this year, it's on me. So you you can come party with me. All right, definitely. All right, you have a good one. Enjoy. Here you your- go, Envy. Hmm? Hey, you a trucker? That's right. That's what I'm talking about. Be safe yeah, on the road. Yeah, you told me to call myself Big Amber. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Big Am. Hello, who's this? What up? What up? What up? What up? What's up, Charlamagne Envy? What up, brother? T-Y, man. What's happening, brother? Get chest. Man, Charlamagne, I'm feeling like Scarface right now, man. I'm in NAP, first of all. I moved from one racist state to another one, from Mississippi to Indiana. Man, they whooping. They whooping us up here. Like, they will pull you over. You say one little jazzy thing, boy, they beating your ass. Damn. Mm. So I'm like, I'm like, Scarface, uh, you know, if these down to crank up some down the ride. Well, so let's go ahead and start a revolution. Well, let, let, let's try the legal way first, man. You got to start getting some of them officers on camera. And then, you know, we got to call Ben Crump or somebody to get down there and, uh, you know, raise some hell. Call Tamika Mallory and Untell Freedom them down there to raise some hell. Facts. Facts, man. I know y'all done heard the story about these kids up here down there. These kids don't care no more, man. Honestly, you know, these kids don't care, man. But just be safe out there, brother. Y'all hold it down, man. You know it. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. When we come back, we'll tell you what celebrity is calling out for Ben Crump. All right? We'll get to it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. 
In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. 
Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s. She looked like a million bucks. With zero qualifications. She had a Harvard plaque. Tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About $6 million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every damn Monday, man. How y'all feel? Tired. I can tell you tired. I'm tired, man. That's good. Everybody's tired on Monday. I'm there's, tired. There's not a single person on the face of this earth who goes into work on Monday who's uh well-rested. All right. Except for me, because I got seven and a half hours of sleep last night. I did. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the guy. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Tyrese. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. Call out a name, or you gossiping, or you chatty patty. I'm gossiping. This is the Rumor Report. I mean, I guess we on The Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Yes. On The Breakfast Club. Is there ever a good reason to talk about Tyrese? Yes, Tyrese wants you, all the fraternities, all the HBCUs, all the black fathers to uh, unite. He wants uh, everybody to go to the courthouse on Tuesday, the Fulton County Courthouse on Tuesday for a peaceful protest for the brother Tyrese. And this is the reason why. What happened why. to Tyrese? I just want things to be done according to the law. I'm also going to call on my brother, attorney Benjamin Crump, to join me. Judge Kevin M. Farmer. We attempted to get this man thrown off the bench. He ends up calling my ex-wife a bitch. Oh. He said this in the private chambers of his office in front of a black woman named Tanya Mitchell Graham, who's my attorney. Now, listen, we ain't together no more, but I have never referred to the mother of my child as a bitch. To hear this man, this white man, who is supposed to represent the law to refer to my ex-wife and the mother of my child as a bitch, why is he still on the stand? I'm, I'm sorry, y'all. Let's just take a moment to give Tyrese a round of applause. Finally, Tyrese has found a cause that has nothing to do with him. <laughs> this is a worthy cause. <laughs> no, stop it. I, I, I'm not used to Tyrese making sense. Yeah, so Tyrese, wow. of course, he's in court for his divorce, and he is claiming that the judge is being racist, and he called his uh, ex-wife, Samantha Lee, a bitch. And Tyrese is asking for, you know, everybody to go to the Fulton County Superior Court on Tuesday in Atlanta at 9.30 a.m. for a hearing in his divorce case and to uh, peacefully protest. Yeah, we can't prove the racist claims against the judge, but if the, you know, and if the judge is out here calling his ex-wife a B-word, and who else? He said somebody else too, right? 
Well, no, no he, said, he said his ex-wife. Yeah, he said his attorney was there, and people that work with his attorney uh, also heard him that, say that, it. That's the reason to raise some hell. I'm just not used to Tyrese making sense, and I'm not used to Tyrese uh, you know, having conversations about things that have nothing to do with him. Mm. Usually Tyrese is self-absorbed, and it's a cause that just has to do with him. This seems bigger than just him, I think. I just, well... He left me a message this weekend. That's probably what it was. I didn't even listen to but it. But I just hope people believe him, because Tyrese has sometimes went left sometimes with things that weren't true. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I just, as I say, he makes he's making sense right yes, there. I'm not used to Tyrese making sense. Sorry, y'all. Yeah. All right. So, uh, ex NBA coach Phil Jackson, he said he stopped watching basketball when players uh, started wearing slogans on their jersey like "Justice, Equality, Black Lives Matter." And this is what he had to say. Do you still watch a lot of basketball or no? And they went into the lockout year and they did something that was kind of wanky. They did a bubble down in Orlando, mm-hmm. and they had things on their back like, you know, justice. And uh, yeah, I made a little funny thing like, uh, you know, justice just went to the basket and uh, equal opportunity just knocked him down. So my grandkids thought that was pretty funny to, to, to play up those names. It was trying to cater to an audience or trying to bring a certain audience into play. And it, they didn't know it was turning other people off. We've had a lot of different type of uh players that have gone on to be like you know bill bradley was a senator but their politics stay out of the game yeah it's separate. not doesn't need to be there oh knock it off phil yeah i mean phil you had a player that started that trend way before it had anything to do with social justice his name was world peace okay you won a championship Meta world, world peace, peace. knock right. it off you come on stop well, well jalen rose spoke out about it Hall of Fame coach and 11-time champion Phil Jackson claims to have stopped supporting the NBA because it became too political when it went into the bubble and was catering to certain audiences by putting slogans on the back of jerseys and Black Lives Matter on them. The same Phil Jackson that won championships with some of the greatest black athletes in the history of the game. Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant made millions on their backs and off their sweat equity. You're sitting up watching a game with your grandkids and y'all think it's funny when justice passes the ball to equal opportunity? When somebody shows you who they are, believe them. So stop watching forever. Yeah, I mean, also, why would you speak out against that? Like, that's the highest level of privilege, right? Just because mm-hmm. uh, something doesn't impact you, you don't want to hear about it. Phil don't have to worry about the things that these people are fighting against. And if you don't remember, that was on the heels of the uh, protest during 2020 summer. Uh, with the murder of George Floyd and the death of Breonna Taylor. Mm-hmm. And lastly, well, it looks like Ashanti and Nelly might be back together. They come were on, seen girl. together. Don't you, listen, at- girl, don't be telling these stories without your fan. All right, let me go. Don't my you fans. come on now. Don't be talking these stories. Don't be, don't be talking about people right, relationships right. without your fan, girl. I got girl. my fan. Let me come get, on let me. now, girl. Give me that Monday All morning right. tea. Now, girl. The tea. I know everybody was watching the fight. Mm. Now, some of y'all were watching the tank tank on Garcia, but no, that's not what these people were watching. There was there were things going on in the crowd. Honey. That's right, because you see who Nelly, Nelly walked in there. Mm. And of course, he on one side, he had Jermaine Dupri. Mm. And then on the other side, stop the music, Ashanti. Drop on the clues bomb for Ashanti. That woman is aging like the finest of wines, ain't she? There's more. Mm. There's more. Because, you know, after, you know, they performed together in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. Sunday at Tao Beach, and they just weren't, like, performing. Like, she was whining. Mm-hmm. She had her little badonkadonk on his uh, crotch area, and woo! Why hers got to be a badonkadonk? You don't got no nickname for his crotch area? 
A little paponka dunk? You don't think so? No. You don't think so? No. Because they say badonka dunk is booty, so penis. Okay, padonka dunk. All right, so his badonka dunk was on his padonka dunk. Now you talking And we got a little, we got a little audio if you want to hear it. Okay. Now I heard I heard Shad Moss grabbed his fan. Oh, he, he had did? some advice for I was going. He I had was going some in. advice for Nelly too, girl. What was his advice for he Nelly? He said, "Yo, Mo, mm. I know we not seeing eye to eye, mm. but from little bro to big bro, stop playing and marry this woman, bro. You like fifty? Sit your old ass down. This is your queen." Good advice. Now, I'm going to tell you why that's, that is good advice. That's always good advice when a man tells you, you know, you should marry a woman, right? He's recognizing that this is a good woman. You can't do no better. You should be with him. But, but. it sounds better when it comes from another married individual. <laughs> Bow, not just somebody who just said he's not going to get married. Right, Bow, you, that's right, play. The, right, that's all I'm saying, girl. Feel that's forever. all I'm saying, girl. You know what I mean? You got to listen to other married people when it comes to things like that. Because they know, especially married people that have been married for a long time, they can look at a person and say, Hey man, you need to lock that one down. That's, That's a good right. woman. All right. That's who you need to be with for the rest of your life. Bow, good advice, might be wrong messenger. <laughs> Definitely That's all wrong I'm messenger. saying, girl. All right. Well, that was Charla and E with the T. C and E with the T. C and E with the T. I like that. No, you don't. I don't. No, no, no. All right. But all right. It's entertaining. Yes, it is. All right. When we come <laughs> back, we got front page news. And also, we have Ange, uh, Angel Reese and Flo J. Johnson joining us. Of course, you know, they're the 2023 NCAA right. Women's Basketball Champions. You know, they did the Tony Ayo on them haters. And we're going to talk to them in a little bit. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Your company has goals this year. Find the right people to help you achieve them with ZipRecruiter, where four out of five employers get a quality candidate within the first day. Try it free at ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now let's get in some front page news. Now we have Tess and Figaro here. Good morning, Tess. Good morning, DJ Envy, Charlemagne, and The Breakfast Club family. The Hood Whisperer, what's happening? Hello. We'll start off with some quick sports now. Uh, basketball, of course, is playoff season. 76 has finished off the Nets, 96-88. They're going to go ahead to the next round. The Suns lead the series 3-1. Heat lead the series 2-1. The Lakers lead 2-1. The Knicks lead the series 3-1. The Warriors tied the series 2-2. Celtics lead 3-1. And the Timberwolves lead 3-1. Drop on a clues bond for the New York Knicks, too, That's man. right. They ball. And we got to congratulate uh, Javante Davis. Tank, he knocked out Ryan Garcia in the seventh round. So Easy money. Congratulations to him. It basically made Ryan Garcia tap out, but you know, them, them liver shots ain't no joke. You take a shot to the liver, it's going to take about 15, 20 seconds to recover. But uh, in boxing, you only got 10. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, start with uh, what's going on in Mississippi. Yes, uh, so family, bear with me as I explain this because this is so, so important. Uh, on last month, I believe, I covered a story about how Mississippi was, you know, taking over and, and creating a new police force. Mm -hmm. And now they're not stopping at the police force. Now they want to control the court. Uh, so Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves on Friday signed House Bill 1020, a controversial piece of legislation that will create a court system of unelected judges and prosecutors in the capital. Complex Improvement District, known as CCID. Now, CCID is a portion of Jackson. 
So on Friday, the NAACP sued the governor, citing that the two new state laws are racially discriminatory because they focus only on Jackson, a majority black city. Now, the legislation, what it will do is it will expand the Capitol Police jurisdiction. In other words, it's going to increase the original boundaries and take over more of Jackson, and it will create a new court system in the CCID. Now, instead of allowing the black citizens to elect their own judges, the new judges will be appointed by a white chief justice of the Supreme Court, and the new prosecutors will be appointed by a white state attorney general. It is also important to note that the Capitol Police is also controlled by a white chief who answers to a white public safety commissioner who answers to the white governor. So in other words, right, in other words, black citizens in this majority black city, they're not involved in the process at all. So let me recap this in simple terms, just so in case you missed anything that I said, bottom line is the Republican governor is saying, hey, we want to do something to address public safety. So we're going to take over policing and create a new court system. And the advocates are saying, hey, if you want to address public uh, safety, fine. But instead of creating a new court system, allow this majority black city to be able to elect their own judges and the state should just give Jackson more money to hire more city police officers. So Democrat Representative Robert Johnson said, quote, people seem to be offended by black people running their own city. I think this is the last straw. This is going to make everybody mount up and organize and do what we have to do to take the city and state back. So they can just take away uh, citizens right to vote like that for such an important cause and y'all still afraid to say the word fascism (laughs) right that's exactly what they're doing like man that's wild yeah and the mayor referred to it and i recovered the story last month uh, as apartheid like this is a really really big deal guys and so uh we'll see what's going on with that lawsuit and and basically again elected judges is so important we don't talk about it enough we talk about federal we talk about, you know, who's running for president and Congress, but I can't stress enough that elected judges have everything to do with how your city is ran. And this is bottom line, taking this away from this majority uh, black city. That's crazy. Yeah. Now, now, what's going on in San Francisco now? California Governor Gavin Newsom is directing the California Highway Patrol and National Guard to assist San Francisco authorities in combating the fentanyl crisis in the city. The two agencies will be partnering with the local police department and the district attorney's office to attempt to stem trafficking of the deadly opioid. Now, the four agencies together are expected to crack down on crimes linked to fentanyl and increase law enforcement presence in public areas. However, Newsom's office vowed that the operation will not target those with drug addictions, instead focus on drug suppliers and traffickers. Now, we remember this, right, that happened with the crack uh, epidemic Mm -hmm. when they focused on, you know, drug uh, users as well. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So Newsom is saying, hey, this is not going to be the problem this time. We're only going to focus on drug suppliers and traffickers. And uh, the multi-agency effort comes as San Francisco grapples with an alarming rise in deaths linked to fentanyl, uh, drug that is more potent and deadly uh, than heroin. And I want to make a note that San Francisco is 39% white and only 5% black. Why am I making that note, Charlamagne? Well, I'm glad you asked because when the crack epidemic happened, it was targeted on uh, mostly black folks, as we know. Uh, And there was not any you know, making any distinction between those who were doing the drugs versus those who were selling it. Everybody was pretty much convicted right. uh, of the same thing through the mandatory minimums. And that is what they call the war on drugs. So I'm, I'm going to be very interested in seeing how this plays out. Well, I'll tell you one thing. They're promoting this wrong. They have to promote and market this to the people who actually 
use cocaine and other drugs. Like, they should say things like, wouldn't you like to have some fentanyl-free cocaine? Like, the same marketing they gave gluten, they have to give fentanyl. Wouldn't you like to get high and not die? Then join us in the fight against fentanyl. That's what you need. Because if you don't use drugs, you really don't care about this situation. Mm. You really don't. If you don't use drugs, you hear about it. But if you don't use drugs, like you'll just hear it but it's and a keep trickle it moving. Effect. But it's a trickle effect, right? Because you got the, the drug dealers in areas that's, that's that's messing up the community and serving people in the community. But them too, they can go to jail now if they serve people fentanyl. So they should want fentanyl-free cocaine too. And then you got the users who might not have the money to purchase the stuff that they're trying to purchase. So what do they usually do? They usually rob and steal and get the money. That's right. So it's a, it's a trickle effect so of how be, it affects people. They should stop demonizing those people and, and trying to criminalize those people and talk directly to those people because they're the ones that are impacted by this the most. They are the ones that absolutely positively want fentanyl-free drugs. They should be wanting fentanyl off the street more than anybody because they're the ones that get high and die from it. Cater to the users is what I'm saying. I think they need to get the users some help. Yes. That's, that's what I didn't hear. That's I, what Tess said, though. Tess said that, that's what Tess is talking about and the difference between yeah. the war on drugs when it was crack and, and whatever. They, I, they, it's definitely not a war now. You you wouldn't call this a war, would you, Tess? No. No, no, I definitely wouldn't call it. No. I definitely, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't call it a war. Um, so I think what DJ Envy is saying is uh, maybe they need to put more emphasis on the help part yep, of it. Absolutely. Uh, and, and they are saying they're making a, a distinction between the two. But, you know, they're doing a lot of this help, quote unquote, help with opioid, you mm -hmm. know, the opioid crisis, uh, which unfortunately did not happen with, with the crack epidemic. They didn't do the help part at all. Um, so I think you guys were saying the same thing. I'm not sure. We're about saying the same thing. Them. Don't 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 okay. de don't <laughs> demonize the user. Right. And yeah. weaponize their addiction against them. Cater to the yeah. user. Right? Because the user is the one who, who would want this fentanyl-free cocaine more than anybody. Fentanyl-free drugs more than anybody. Whatever happened to that doctor that came up here that was using the... the, the yeah. Drugs? Whatever happened. That's a good question. You know, that was about, a great I interview, exactly by the way. The Doc doctor, remember the doctor you said he was using the heroin and they got he mad at He was using heroin and it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Dr. Carl Hart. You and know how we mean? need to normalize using heroin. Yeah, exactly. You know? Where is Dr. Carl Hart? Ain't nobody... I haven't seen Dr. Carl Hart in a minute. I just want to make sure he not <laughs> sprung out. Right. <laughs> if you strung out, then boy, that was Jesus. a that was that, that everything everything you said was a damn lie. I need to make sure I need to make sure Dr. Carl Hart strung out. Dr. Carl Hart needs to show up every two months just to let us see him, so we make sure he ain't strung out. Jeez. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Tesla Figaro. Hey, and make sure you subscribe to the uh, Straight Shot No Chaser podcast on the Black Effect iHeart Radio Podcast Network, man. And salute to Tez. Tez was on the Women in Podcasting panel this weekend mm -hmm. at the Black Effect Podcast Festival. And, you know, Tez does what she does. Pastor. She's a pastor. She's a pimp. Okay? <laughs> she's a political player. pundit. A player. You know? She was doing All what she does. Things. That's right. Yeah, and, I, and let me just say this, guys. So do make sure you tune in because I do want to give you five. We didn't get a chance to get to it today, but for those that did not make the uh, have an opportunity to join us this weekend, I do want to give you five tips this week on my podcast on what you need to do to start your podcast. So we want to make sure everybody gets that information for the family that couldn't make it. All right. All right, when we come back, we have Angel Reese and Florge Johnson. You know them. They're the 2023 NCAA Women's Basketball Champions. And we're going to kick it with them next. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. Yes, indeed. Champs are here, ladies yes. and gentlemen. Flor J. Johnson and Angel Reese. Welcome. Good morning. Hey. How y'all feeling? Great. 
like a champ. Like a champ. Like a champ. Like a champ. Well, first of all, congratulations on the win. Thank you. How's it feel? I feel good. Mm-hmm. Feels great. I mean, I some mean. time has passed now, so you know things have have, have sunk in. Has it really sunk in that? Oh, we the champs. Yeah, it's sunk in. Yeah, <laughs> it's sunk in. Traveling. We don't, we've been on tour for yeah. the last three weeks, so a real it's been lit. Okay, I'm, I'm happy y'all won, even though I'm a Gamecock fan, because I'm from South Carolina. Mm. You know what I mean? That's my wife's alma mater. But I'm happy y'all won, because you know y- y'all beat. The team that beat us, so I'm happy. Yeah, most definitely we did it. We did it for the SEC. Most definitely. I saw you say that though, Angel. Yeah. yeah, no, it was for the SEC for sure. Word. Yeah, they sisters for sure. So now let's let's talk about the, the the first. Let's talk about the game. How did it feel to win and all this press that's coming on after it, right? Because people are talking about less about the game per se and more about the the this and yeah. more about the chipping and the chirping and all that. So so how does that feel? Because they're taking the outside of sports and I don't know if that's what you guys necessarily want. Yeah, no, we, I feel like we didn't get a lot of the praise that we should have got for the game because we mm-hmm. did work hard for the game to win that game and it took a lot to get to the championship for show and a lot of people didn't think we were going to be there. I mean, everybody talked about our non-conference schedule was weak. They didn't like our coach, every all this and that. But then we got there and we won, and then it was just feel like it was taken away from us, kind of from everything. But I mean, to be a part of history like that, where nine point nine million people watched that game, I mean, I guess it's it, gotta, the good comes with the bad. I mean, it's gotta be the most watched women's college game ever. Sure. Yeah, yeah, history. Yeah, it was crazy. That's lit. More people watch the girls than the boys. And they played your song after y'all won, right? Thanks. I was that holding was the trophy and they started playing my song, Big Four Freestyle. It was crazy. So that wasn't playing? like. Nah, DJ Shauna, shout out to her. But like, mm-hmm. we met her when we first landed in Dallas. And I was telling her, like, I rap, so you need to be playing my song the whole time while we're here at the Final Four. She mm-hmm. was like, for real? So come happen, like, we going in lineup. She playing the instrumental while we going, like, calling our name. I'm like, that's crazy. And then when we won, she played it. And man, it was crazy. American Airlines Arena was turned. What do you love more, rap or basketball, Flaugé? I love both of them, for real. Mm-hmm. I feel like I got, like, a strong passion for basketball because, like, it's like a continual, like, way, like, to reach growth and you can never reach perfection, even in music. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I got more time with music. Like, with basketball, the ball gonna stop bouncing one day. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, like, music, I feel like that's forever. So, like, I'm just trying to hone in on basketball as much as I can. I met your pops back in the day. Really? Yeah, because, uh, I'm, like I said, I'm from South Carolina, so uh, the, the the DJ for Pure Pain was DJ B-Lord. And he wow. was from... South Carolina, so he would always be playing the Pure Pain drops, be playing all the music. They would always come through the market, Charleston, South Carolina. Like, yeah, Friends was a, a big, that big, big one. Yeah, yeah, that absolutely. was the one, man. 2000s, man. I'm, that's why I'm just, just so important for what I'm doing, just trying to make sure I keep that legacy alive. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know. Like, you know, because you're from the South, but like mm-hmm. a lot of people around the world and they starting to know and understand my story. So that's why it's so important for me to finish it out and tell it and go the biggest route. Yeah, I was saying earlier, I said, should she redo Friends? But I'm like, Nah, I probably wouldn't be good for her image. I want to I wanna take some time with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like in Savannah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, in the South, that's a well, classic record. Absolutely. Like, you know what I'm saying? So when I come on there, I want to make sure I come correct. And with everything I got going on right now. Not right now, mm-hmm. but it's no, you know, it's no telling. Absolutely. Now, Wayne reached out to you, said he wanted to do a record with you. What's that? How was that conversation? Y'all pulled up at me on the car show, too. Y'all came to the car show, right? No, no. Oh. Yes. Yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, mama, yeah. But no, like, um, Wayne, like, he was on ESPN, shout out Sue Bird, but, like, she was like, you know Flaugé? He like, yeah, shout out Kim Moki, though, because she really threw the alley-oop. She, like, telling him, like, I got a rapper on my team, you need to get with her. He on ESPN, they plug me, he's like, yeah, we finna do something musically, so I hit up his manager, he, like, send me the open, I'm like, I do you one better, I'm pulling up on you. You know, he got a show in Atlanta this weekend, so I'm gonna pull up on him, we gonna cut that, and, yeah, it's going up. You scared? Scared of what? You get on the record with Wayne. Nah, I ain't scared of nah. Cause when y'all hear what I'm finna put them on, y'all gonna be like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like this, the, this the moment I've been waiting for, Charlemagne. Like for real. So I'm really like, I'm really excited that I finally get to like show the world on that stage. Cause that's a legendary feature. Absolutely, that's one of the top three greatest rappers of all time. Top three for sure. How did this relationship happen outside of basketball? In the summertime, it was rough. <laughs> <laughs> Child, it was rough. In the summer, I you know. You like it like that? 
I didn't. You know, it wasn't I didn't, I didn't I, like yeah, her. Yeah. It was like I didn't know she was gonna make it. She cut. She showed up late. She's coming there, chalk trash. The team didn't like her. I yeah. know the team didn't like her because they didn't want to play with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, I want to play with her, but I was telling her like, you gotta, you can't talk to me how you talk to somebody else. Like we 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 cut from different places. So she got she understand that. Come as a, as a freshman, it was hard. But then I don't know. Going through the season, we just, got, just we, we got locked yeah. in. Yeah, click. We got I didn't like you, Flaw J. Why you so oh, man. Was <laughs> she was late showing hold up. Hold on, hold on. Let me tell you. Let me really tell you why. Mm-hmm. I was in pickup and I was killing them for real for real but I was talking trash like talking wet crazy <laughs> as a freshman talking crazy like, like, usually freshmen don't come in like that like facts. you know what I'm saying they come in quiet trying to feel like I'm like nah this my like what's going on you know what I'm saying like and I just had that energy Angel, especially if you busting ass yeah, you fact, busting their ass fact. it's like and Angel's like, you know, you just got to tone, you know what I'm saying? Like, just tone it all down. And I forgot, like, I used to play with dudes, you know what I'm saying? But I'm like, these females, so it's different. Like, you talk trash with a dude, y'all really could fight, and y'all get off the court, and y'all cool. But with mm-hmm. girls, it's, like, different. So she told me, like, Fly, you got to tone it down. And then I was on my rapper time, like, in the summer. I'm rapping and I'm hooping at the same time. So mm-hmm. I'm coming in, I'm late. I don't got on the right clothes. Like, I had, man, I had to <laughs> run. <laughs> man, I had to run the stadium the for, like, got 30 her. minutes. They got oh, her. Yeah, I was good. The stadium steps, that, that turned her. Oh, that's the discipline? Oh, yeah. Yes. Do they like you now? Huh? We love her. Oh, they love me. Okay, they love me. We love her now. I can't imagine Angel Reese telling anybody to tone it down. I was thinking the same thing. Like, I was buy you Bobby telling thinking, people to tone yeah, it down. How you telling somebody to turn it down? What you mean? I just know. I just know when it comes to my teammates, it's I, I know how to talk. When when it's anybody else, it's free smoke. Like mm-hmm. it's free. It's free smoke. Free smoke. Now we gotta ask the hand gesture in the face. Where, where did you get it from? Where, where, what was the influence of that? Was it Tony Ayo? Was it John Cena? No, it's Tony Ayo for sure. But people don't realize that. Yeah. Like they think it's John Cena, but I really know like Tony Ayo was the one. But she did it first in another game, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh yeah, bet say no more. I got something. I got something for every single person that try to play. <laughs> now, did you feel like they, of course, when they attacked you? We felt like, of course, because you were black and she was yeah, white. So for sure. How, how was your mental with that? Because you seen her do it in the, in the game Yeah, before. no, I already knew what it was going to be. They always got to find something to say. So I knew it was going to be something about that. They, they, they were going to say it. So, I mean, I was happy to be one and I got the publicity. We all got the publicity. Yeah, the team was lit. So we was up. I, I ain't care. You know what I, I think people don't realize about y'all? Like, y'all know how to play the game. For sure. Uh, outside of the court. Y'all know how to be performative to get everybody talking, but I see a lot of discipline on the actual basketball court. And even hearing oh, that yeah. you told her to tone it down, I was like, oh, she yeah. get it, get it. Yeah, no. Nah. Coach Moki, first of all, she don't play that. Like, she don't play. We basketball players first. Like, this is the thing my Coach Moki, like, everybody think they got her opinions about her. I love her. Love her to death. But like, she want to see us grow as students mm-hmm. and then basketball players. Like, and then what else she said, whatever you do, you're going to be an astronaut as long as you have my practice on time. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, she just let us be us, but it's still that discipline and structure there. And I feel like that's what I needed. More discipline, more right. structure. You know what I'm saying? Because like, I've come from doing what I want to do. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, in a sense, but like, like she gave us that structure on the court. Like, we do things the right way, but mm-hmm. we still gonna put our flair on it. And then she love that because we are who we are. Yeah. How long did it take for you to buy into that? Uh, I'm telling after the stadiums, <laughs> I was lit. <laughs> That's <laughs> summertime. Woo, summertime. I hope my kids run some stadiums now. <laughs> we'll run them stadiums. Man. Did you see yourself and her angel when you came in as a, you know, as a freshman? You, yeah. Nah, I was scared. I mean, as a freshman, you, you, you come in. I was a little, I, I wasn't as confident as, as Flage. Nah, mm-hmm. I, I definitely wasn't. So, I kind of got humbled my freshman year because I broke. I came in, I was doing well, and I broke, then I broke my foot. Yeah. So it was a setback for me. And luckily, she had an amazing freshman year, and that's a blessing to come in and start freshman of the year. Everything she wanted to accomplish on the court and off the court. I mean, that's just a blessing right there. What made that- you transfer to LSU? I need a new start. I mean, I know what I wanted for myself, and I wanted growth and a coach like Kim Mulkey to push me every day. I want her to cuss me out every day. Like, tell me I'm not good enough, and I feel like I'm still not good enough. All the accolades that I got this year they're still not good enough because 
just being able to have a coach like that and she keeps me humble so I needed her and I mean I don't think I'll be in a leadership role anywhere else other than LSU and being able to grow my platform on and off the court was just something I needed well I came over Don I know you made a visit to, <laughs> you made a visit to, to I, Columbia so. I wanted to be I want to be South Carolina I mean they the powerhouse so I wanted to I told um, coach when I came to LSU I want to go back to what Simone and Sylvia did so just being able to grow the program was something I wanted to do alright we got more with Angel Reese and Flaw J Johnson when we come back don't move it's the Breakfast Club good morning Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Angel Reese and Flor J. Johnson. Now, you're going to have a target on your back next year. Yeah, for sure. So, Big target. So now, okay. how, how do y'all make sure y'all stay focused and y'all make sure you repeat what you guys do? Stay humble. Yeah, Shoot. we keep ball first, you know what I'm saying? We keep it first. And we work, though. Like, we work. For sure. Four-hour practices. Four-hour no practices. You feel me? So, like, we know we the hunting now. You know what I'm saying? And we understand that because of what we do. But I, I told Angel, like, the other day, like, you know what I'm saying? You dish it, you got to take it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So that's why we got to be ready because I sure. know they coming. Know they coming. Is there pressure to repeat? Nah, because we ain't even expect to win this year. <laughs> we wasn't supposed to win this year. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. We not pieces. Win. Nah, we wasn't supposed to win this year, but we did. We put in the work and all the. You don't even see like all the work that we put in and yeah. it, for it to come together at the yeah. right time. It was crazy. People don't remember like this year too. Like you know what I'm saying? Like in, in her tenure, this year too. Mm-hmm. It's our first year together. So like. I got a chip year one, you know what I mean? So, like, we wasn't supposed to be here, but we got the number one recruiting class coming in. You know, we got transfers coming in. So, you know, we we trying to build to that, to, mm-hmm. to be in the Final Four every year. But, like, we weren't even supposed to be there. They counted us out. Is Haley transferring from Louisville? Where? Haley Van Lift. Is she coming out? Let's see. Yeah. We don't know. Oh, yeah. I thought I heard that somewhere. You know, we hear a lot of things out here. How would y'all feel if that happened, though? No, nah, we lit. She's a good player. I love yeah. to play with her. For sure. For sure. Now, the first lady invited both teams to the White House. But so how did y'all feel when she invited the ops to the White House? First time in history, right, man. First time in history. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was frustrating just to take away from what we had already done, but it is, it is what it is. We still going to go. I yeah. mean, as, as a team, I'm from Maryland, so I mean, I've been to the White House before, but I've never been where I can sit down at the, at the table and tap the buzzer. So it's a one-time op- opportunity in life. So being able to have her, she came back and said, she took back what she said, and we're going to go. Yeah. How hard was it to not say what y'all really wanted to say? Like, y'all feel so sorry for them white girls that we beat them. <laughs> now I think I think on Twitter we really got to you know express how we felt we said how we felt like uh, I did a I, I made a tweet and I was like you know if we lost will we be invited type thing you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so I think that question alone just like leaves some silence right there and just, just right, think about facts. it you know what I'm sure. saying so was that backlash to you Angel from the school like what do you mean we not going yeah I spoke out of emotion like just being able to not speak for the team. I mean, I didn't speak for the team. I was speaking out of emotion because I still stand up. Like I'm, I'm upset. Like that. She, she still said that. But Absolutely. I'm gonna do what's best for the team for sure. And I know a lot of them have never been to the White House, so I'm not gonna take that away from them. Yeah. Um, I mean, we still won. Like, mm-hmm. We still won, and we want to get that experience. Yeah, so that's gonna be like that. Just shows her as like a leader for the team. You know what I'm saying? To like go back and be like, okay, I was speaking out of emotion. I, I took that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And be able to give us that opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Did it open your eyes to what white America looks at y'all like when they started saying, y'all aggressive, y'all this, and then you go back and you see the white girl do the same exact thing? Did that open your eyes at all? I think that's why it was so big, you know what I'm saying? Because it was like they did the same thing, you know what I'm saying? And it was blown out of proportion. But I think, like, it's time for this, like, take this situation and grow the women's game. For sure. It ain't black and white. It's ball players on the court. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we're so far from that. So I think this right here, just it just grew the women's game. Like, we got superstars in women's basketball now. It's been unheard of. You have an Angel Reese. You got a Caitlin Clark. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, that's never been heard of before. Like, so I think, like, that moment was pivotal and it was what it was, but it, like, grew the game in a crazy way. For sure. I can't believe we were debating trash talk like that. Even when people said, well, no, what Angel did was different because she followed her around 
around. He's yeah, like, nah. Hey, who cares? You saw yeah. Dylan Brooks and LeBron? Word. They were going at yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They get to it. Like, I, when I'm from Baltimore, like, that's what we do. Like, we talk trash. Oh, I just heard it. That's what we do. Like, that's, that's just what we do. So, like, I'm, I ain't never going to stop doing that. Anytime I'm going to do that. For pop sure. it, pop it. Do you feel like it, the conversation should have been more about uh, the double standards of gender as opposed to... Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, how, exactly. can we go to game, how can we go to game when y'all putting black black and white in, in the picture? It's women's basketball. Like We're right. both being successful women in the game. I mean, people are watching women's basketball because of me and Caitlin now. That's right. They're, they're literally... And we're kind of being the face of, the, face of women's basketball. Okay. I understand that we're going to go down to history for this. Like okay. When I look back at it and I come back and come to LSU when I'm about 50, 60 years old, I'm like... Damn, we just we, we just did something. Like we, we were a part of history and even with the NIL stuff, like me and Flage, we we're leading in NIL as mm-hmm. black women. Like you gotta realize that. So just being able to be in this moment, I mean, it, it, I embrace it for real. Well, you still have those lashes at sixty, you think? Um think. yeah. I'm a, I'm a st- <laughs> if you see my mama if you see my mama, my mama fine and she and she fifty, so she yeah. Word. <laughs> I was gonna say do you do you, do you guys wanna play WNBA? I, I mean, I want to play in the WNBA, but I know I have a career outside of it. I mean, You're making it's more not. Money than WNBA I am. Players, I mean, I'm is, not in a rush. Trust me. We already yeah, said we're it. Chilling. We're not in a rush. We're chilling right now. Mm-hmm. I want to win as many championships as I can at LSU and do as, most, as much as I can at LSU. So I'm chilling. But I think that should put like the WNBA on notice for real. For like, sure. Y'all got to start getting right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because like, we in, we in college right now. We getting charter flights, free food, all of this, right? Charter flights. We getting paid. We got NIL now. It's like, give me something to want to, you know what I'm saying? Want to like, go. You know I think saying? y'all gonna be the generation to change the WNBA. For sure, oh, I think so we too. Watching y'all now and paying attention to y'all now. We got time, yeah. And when y'all get to the WNBA, that rivalry not gonna stop. Facts. We Facts. still gonna be wanting to see Angel and Caitlyn go at for it. For sure, yeah. you know? it's gonna be lit. How do y'all stay focused and disciplined though, being that y'all are making money now? Man, you, I just like live the same way. Like I'm a college student. I feel like this is the best year of my life. I ain't gonna pay. I don't have to pay no rent. I don't have to do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to stack. What car are you finna buy? No, I need an IL deal for Come the on, car. Literally. I'm not paying. My mama still pay my car note, so I'm I'm cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm saving as much as I can. Whatever she need, I make sure she has. So it's been good. What kind of car you got? I need some ultimate. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm chilling. Nice and practical. <laughs> Keep it cute. Now, how tall are you guys? I'm six three. I'm five eleven. Five eleven. So we have this conversation. I'll right? post both y'all up. Play with me. Okay. And wait, let me say, how, how tall are y'all? Because I know men be lying about their height. Y'all six be foot. Don't ask six. questions. You like six that. foot or you six. Five, oh, five ten? I'm six foot. <laughs> How tall are you? Don't be asking questions. <laughs> ain't none of your business how tall. He's 5'1". Five one. Okay. About five I'm 5'7". Five Would y'all ever date a, a, a no. guy that's... No. no. Wow. No. The size of short... No. I'm sorry. You're missing no. y'all blessings. Short kings, no. I'm sorry. Yeah. That is so disrespectful. <laughs> the short kings. Y'all gonna miss y'all blessings Charlotte with that mentality. Y'all made me so mad. No. He no, be I'm so not, mad. No, I, I'm not mad. Y'all just, like tall... But I feel like the, the short guys, from my experience, they treat, they treat tall women... A little better than so. If you guys. know that, and this is a statistical. I'm sorry, fact. but I'm just I'm not even short. Like tall, I need an athlete. One babies, like, then you gotta put on six inch heels. That's what I'm and saying. Like, like now is you really a little boy. Like, like, yeah. What y'all worried about? Money or actual love? You talking about you want to be with a tall person just to breed? I'm not gonna be looking down to you. No, it's not. I can't. My brother is six nine. Like my 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 man need to be up there. You're gonna never find happiness. You gotta get all the money. I'm happy right now. Boy, boy, boy. I'm five six, and y'all don't even know it yet. (laughs) 
Okay. And you with Rock Nation now, right, Flaje? Yeah, I got a distribution deal with EQ. Oh, so it's a label deal. Yeah. Oh, so I, 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 I uh, management deal. On my masters and stuff like that, and they just give me the resources. I got like creative control. I love it over there. You know what I'm saying? It's really what I want to do. Like when I'm getting my degree in, but I want to own my own record label. So this is really setting me up and showing me the business. It's literally like an internship, but it's my job. So have you met Hov? No, I haven't met Hov yet. And when you met. when you meet Hov, right? Do you ask him for a verse? Because you get a little Wayne verse, he be like. Big homie. That's what I'm. Uh, come on, you gotta bless me. You know what I'm saying? But I, I wanted to be at the right time. You can't play with a whole verse. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't pull him to the side at the brunch. Don't do it at the brunch. Not at the brunch. <laughs> not. A, I missed the brunch because I had practice. I was so mad. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm supposed to be the plus it one. Seems like you tried to miss that that practice for that brunch. <laughs> she probably did. Well, what? what but I'm, I'm going too. <laughs> Shoot. I've never heard this. I'm, it's gonna be interesting to watch you over the next few because you got three more years, right? Yeah. And you sure. got one more. Angel? It's gonna be interesting because you got. <laughs> Oh you, oh, you got another year of eligibility? I got two if I really want to. If she really wants to. Uh, we I love think... we want Angel to stay. We love Angel. I want you know, I thought about that too, because you know with uh with Aaliyah Boston and, and a few others at South Carolina, they could have stayed another year. Yeah. They said Aaliyah was getting beat up on so bad out there, you know, getting double teamed that mm -hmm. it was better for her to I go. ain't worried. I mean, um, I she don't see every defense that they I see I've seen Ooh. it. I've seen it. I mean just to see how my body gonna be after this year. Yeah. I mean and where I can go potentially because I want to go to a, a team where it's like really marketable like coming to New York or coming going to Atlanta Dallas LA something like that is just going to help me not Seattle I mean I wouldn't mind going to Seattle but mm -hmm. I know where it's, I'm going to be able to be marketable because I got I want to do fashion and I want to be bar, doing broadcasting and stuff too yeah. so. alright well don't move we got more with Angel Reese and Flor J Johnson it's the Breakfast Club good morning hey girlfriends it's me Carol Fisher I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of the girlfriends in season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. This is Neil Strauss 
host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts everybody, it's DJ Envy, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Angel Reese and Flaugier Johnson. So who's been in your DMs and that y'all been surprised about? What's short kings? Y'all about to miss it, out. It ain't gotta be the holler just to congratulate you. Oh, congratulations. Let's just say congratulations. Yeah, um, Either or. I'm, just, I'm gonna say all congratulations to Claire there because I, I know how I get. Yeah. We're gonna say it anyway, but go ahead. <laughs> Start with the short guys. Short, all of them shorter than me. Uh, <laughs> Drake, Future. That's the one you got to be careful of. You said two that you need to stay. <laughs> God damn! Just they just congratulated me. Congratulations! These are all congratulations. That's how it starts. That's how it starts. DJ Khaled. The Drake gonna say Yo, French Montana. You got a basketball court at the crib. Did he say that yet? 
Come do a run at the OVO facility. Oh my god! And you can that is that is terrible. My teammates are like, you got too much power. Nah, she got she too powerful. Um, nah. Uh, a lot of people been showing love. Like for me, like people in the music industry, like a lot of execs trying to work. Like I just got hit up by like Wycliffe because I did the Ready or Not uh, mm-hmm. Lauryn Hill remix, mm-hmm. London on the track, um, Shaq. It's like yeah, Uncle Michael Shaq. Shaq. Yeah. yeah, that's my uncle. There's a lot of people been showing mad love. Like, yeah, Shaq got a lot of flack because Shaq said uh, Angel is the greatest athlete to ever come out of I texted out of him. I called yes. him after that. I was like, you put, you know what you did? This, you know what you did? How much pressure you just put on me? <laughs> you know how much? And he was like, I don't give up. I was like, all right. All right, Unc. Do you feel like you're the best athlete out of LSU? I feel like I haven't done nothing yet, so I told him, don't even you say mean, that. You won a championship. That's what his thing was. His thing was that you bought I a I won a championship, but I just don't feel like I've done enough. Like, I don't think I've done enough. Like, mm. I won a championship. I don't even realize how much, like, how important that how is. How much weight it holds. How much weight it holds. I don't really understand that. So, when I can actually, like, do a little bit more. When, if I go to year two and I dominate, we dominate. Yeah, okay. Another one? Yeah, we go back to you think you need a player of the year, maybe? Or you? I might, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess, I, yeah, I, I could have, yeah. Yeah, she was, I could have been player of the year. Yeah. Sure. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. What do you think you need to do more? What do you think? Probably, I mean, that's probably going to hold some weight, some play, a player of the year. Uh, another championship is going to hold, is going to, what's going to hold weight? Because I feel like I'm getting the, the treatment, like the Joe Burrow treatment up there. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'm getting that type of treatment, but like, another championship, maybe a player of the year would, would hold some more weight. But I ain't think I, I ain't holding no weight yet. Flaugia, you think you can handle the next few years of trying to re- recording the album, mm-hmm. basketball, mm-hmm. and school? Yeah, um, I got like I got a team now. It, mm-hmm. Before it was just me and my mom. She was doing an amazing job, but like I have a team now, and they really see the vision. It's hard to execute stuff when people don't see your vision and understand what you want to do. But now that they see, like, oh, I see it creeping. Like you can do it. You can do both. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think that. All I need is a studio and some content. It don't take too much. Be at appearances on the weekend. I'm back at practice on Monday. Like, I've been doing it for a long time. But now, like, having a set schedule and just being disciplined in that schedule is and sky's the limit. If you see one starting to slack, whether it's school or basketball, would you put the rapping to the side? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. I'm tightening it up, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, like, rapping, it, it don't it don't feel like a business to me. It's more like a therapy for me. Like, this is how I let out my emotions. Like, basketball, I go to the gym, I can shoot it out. But, like, this is how I talk it out. Just like therapy. Like, how you talk to a therapist. It's like that's how I feel like that music is for me. So it's more of a thing like that, and it just turned into a business because I'm just good at it. You feel mm-hmm. me? So I think it all just go hand in hand. What are, what are y'all doing mentally and emotionally just to keep this keep this together? Writing stuff down. Well, I, I feel yeah. like, and I pray a lot. Like I got closer Most to God stuff. this year. I feel like I do a lot of devotion. I, I read a devotion every day. Mm-hmm. Um, just being able to pray every day, and then just write down a lot of thoughts and talking to my mom a lot. So yeah, I think I think God take away a lot of that. The extra You know what I'm saying Because mm-hmm. like We start realizing We worry about something We don't even supposed To be worried about mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying So just praying And like we, I got a lot of resources At LSU That they give right. us like, They give sure. us a lot of resources A lot of people on staff Like Coach Shantae She really yeah. be helping we us Like spiritually yeah. Yeah. And you know just, just being able to keep us on track Just make it easier With everything that we got going on Because what we doing is new NIL is new That's right. This superstardom is new So like Just having resources And people to be around us what about the haters? I know it's a lot of them. <laughs> they gonna be there. That's they gonna be, be right next. They to gotta you. do their job. I yeah. mean, you know what I'm saying? They gotta do their job. Whenever you're doing something great, it's gonna be something. For sure. Like, mm-hmm. You gotta expect it now. Nah, like they just troll. That's what the internet for for mm-hmm. clicks. But I don't let that too much phase me. Y'all never see me in person and say it. So. Don't let them little people bother you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They be like social media. They it's like it make you feel like the world is so small. Like yeah. People be thinking like that. What you say on social media? That really don't get. That don't get to me. Like nah. 
What about teammates? Like, how do the teammates feel? Because you know, y'all are stars. our teammates are so supportive. They like, are. they are supportive. We buy each other's merch. Like, yeah. wear each other's merch. Like, very. Our team is really supportive. And like, you don't see like a lot of nil deals that we do. We make sure we get back to our teammates. I got my whole team coach bags. Got my coaches Bose headphones. So like, just being able to do stuff like that for the team. Mm-hmm. I think they love they love us because they getting free stuff. Oh from God, us. we so come and give every yeah, week. Yeah, we come and give so every week. So yeah. did it scare you when that number came out of how much you was making? They don't know oh, how much I'm making. Yeah, I saw that's an estimate. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Well, you got family members in your pocket now. I know y'all both. <laughs> nah. family members calling nah, like crazy. man, my my my, my, my lights off. I'm like, eh, how long your lights been off? <laughs> <laughs> We appreciate you guys joining Thanks us. So we, we gotta so ask, much. you know, you're a rapper. Yeah. Probably one of the biggest platforms out there. Yeah. You got something for us? Yeah, let me see. I like that. Yeah, let me Love. see. You sure Love. you don't want to blow your nose first? Now I heard you sniffling. No, I'm good. It was a dog in here or something. It was a dog. It was a dog. I'm allergic, yeah. That's how y'all beat us. Remember that team's next year. Let the dog run around the court. Literally. Look, I feel like I give you my all Cause you don't care what I got I be so scared to keep it real Cause I know where everybody not And you supposed to be supporting You too scared I'm a pop I know they waiting for me Scared at the top But look, everybody gotta go through something So I never judge I could've been broken a hater But nah, I never was Never felt betrayed and all that pain Until I fell in love You ain't got a dollar to your name Why you still in the club? I'm rich now My people broke I feel like I could never grin I was sick and alone This music was my medicine You beautiful, you strong Your power in your melanin When I spit, they feel it in their bones It's in their skeleton I'm keeping it real It's in my blood That's how I'm telling it. It ain't about my family or my money. It's irrelevant. Why you let them play it like a dummy? You intelligent. If you keep your clothes on your body, you can leverage it. Hard work could do it, man. I'm a walking testimony. I swear you don't get it if you don't grind. I learned my lesson, homie. I get on my knees. I'm thanking God for putting blessings on me. Really, I'ma go get every dime that I'm been destined for me. I'm about to tell you, they all fake, even your main man. You know they don't like me. Why you hanging with them same friends? Supposed to be for well. I guess you changed plans. Man, I showed you all my cards. Man, you play me with the same hand. I've been by myself for a while. I know how the loners feel. On the second strike, I told them walk, but he's still on the field. Now I'm in the skybox watching games while all the owners chill, and they still sleeping on me. Keep them in that coma still. For the M's, I got the call. Play for Kim, I got a ball. ball. I just went and focused on myself and passed a lot of y'all. I want my team to eat. I could have scored, passed a lot of balls. Thank you to the fans for supporting. We love all, all of y'all. y'all. Appreciate y'all for joining us. And uh, shout out to LSU because I know y'all had to get clearance to come up here. So appreciate for that. Sure. Thank, you, Ms. Thank oh. you, Ms. Walker. Thank you, Ms. LSU. Thank you, Ms. Walker. Thank you, Ms. Walker. We love you. We love you. Oh, damn. Well, I'm online today. I'm online. I never went to college. School of Hard Knocks. Well, you made it. Well, That's right. right. <laughs> Appreciate y'all. Angel Reese, Fawzi Johnson. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Right. Yes. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Nas. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I'm gossiping. This is The Rumor Report. I mean, I guess we on The Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. On The Breakfast Club.
Now Nas, who is on Swiss Beats' new album, and they got a new single called Runaway. Shout out to Swiss Beats. I think he's going to be joining us this week. Now, in celebration of hip-hop's 50th anniversary, uh, Swiss Beats is dropping an album, or I should say an EP. He dropped it uh, a couple days ago. Friday. And he has Nas on it, and Nas talks about being a bad father. And we all go through that. I, I never feel like I'm getting it right. Right. You know? Yeah, me too. You know, at, at times it's like, you know, your kids have games, but you also have things that you have to do, and it, it, it's a balancing act, and you try mm -hmm. to balance it as best that you can, but you do realize that sometimes when you offer the finances, the financial stuff, so they don't have to pay for college, and they get the best schooling, and the best this and the best that, sometimes that means you might miss a game, oh, or yeah. you might miss a a, a recital, or, or something I mean, that, like that. that. That's just part of it. Like, I'm talking about, like, the time, mm -hmm. right? Like, that's what you're speaking of, too, but I'm talking yeah. about, like, the, uh, the just projecting your own insecurities and anxieties onto mm -hmm. your children projecting projecting your own traumas onto your kid mm -hmm. you know that's the that's that's like the hardest part i believe yeah. and and you know there's no manual to being a father or a mother even though there's a million books written about it mm -hmm. everybody got a plan until they get punched in the face yeah <laughs> you know and saying? i think everybody's situation is different you <laughs> can't follow anybody's one thing but you know it's like you said there are a, a zillion and one books but everybody's Situation is different. That's right. So you, none of us ever feel like we got it all the way right. And when you start having more kids, you know, mm -hmm. I guarantee you the youngest get treated way different than the older did. You know, yeah, because you're I trying to you're trying to figure it out. The, I, the first, the first child, and the right. second child. I know that. My my oldest is 14, and she, she tells us all the time the differences she sees. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, and the way we raise the younger ones as Absolutely. opposed to her. So imagine. Shout Next. shout out to my wife, uh, Gia. We are actually writing a book, real life, real family, where we talk about raising our child, our children at different steps. Mm. You know, we got one that's 21, and then we have one that's one. So. It's, it's, it comes out next year It's going to be very interesting And like you said it's You, you, you kind of learn From the first one Absolutely It's on the <laughs> job training And what not to do I'm sorry Yeah <laughs> I'm sorry oldest Yeah Now Cardi B Now uh, according to AllHipHop.com They obtained legal documents That show that Cardi B Has given the right To start seizing property Owned by Tasha K so you oh, know yeah, she, that's what happens. If you sue somebody and they can't pay you, then you can start garnishing their wages. You can start seizing their property, their assets. Mm -hmm. So it looks like that's what she's going to do. If you don't remember, she was awarded nearly $3 million in damages and attorney fees. And at 1.25 plus 1.25. So she's going to be able to get some of that money. I guess they're going to start seizing properties, uh, bank accounts, and all that stuff. Cardi B ain't stopping. She wants all her bread. Yeah, and I hope that other people on YouTube uh, learn from this because all it takes is somebody who has the time you know, and, and, and the money and sometimes being aware because a lot of times you're not even aware of 95% mm -hmm. of, of the things that are being said about you on the internet. But if something comes across your desk that's absolutely not true in any way, shape, or form, you punch that person in the mouth. Mm -hmm. Quick, fast, in a hurry. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why you got to respect those cease and desist when you get them. <laughs> okay? No, you're right. You get those cease and desist. They're laying out everything that you say and that's wrong keep it up see what happens yeah next thing you know you're getting your property seized and that goes to to any media outlet you know sometimes mm -hmm. you know you, you let that that pride hurt you but mm -hmm. if you got it wrong or, or you got it wrong just say yo I, I, my bad I did it wrong I said it wrong this is the real story people do it all they do retractions all day long I promise you them clicks and likes ain't worth it no I don't care how many times you done said subscribe now I don't care how many times somebody done donated a dollar to what you doing mm -hmm. you don't want these kind of problems not four million pro four all. million dollar problems nope. you don't want them mm -mm. Now, lastly, Jamil Hill talks about Jay-Z with Jason Lee, of course, on the uh, Jason Lee show. They talk about the partnership with the NFL and if it benefited the culture. You look at that partnership with Jay-Z and the NFL. What do you think? I didn't love it. You know, I mean, I was critical of it, uh, obviously. I have a lot of respect for Jay-Z. I know what he's done for culture. 
this is, and you know, I, I feel like I always have to qualify because I know how dearly our culture holds him as they should and respect and reverence to him and obviously Beyonce too. And I know, I know what he was probably thinking, mm -hmm. but you're dealing with a different group of people here in the sense of like, they needed the access to the culture. Mm -hmm. That Super Bowl halftime show was on life support. Mm -hmm. Nobody was with that show at all. And as soon as he aligned, he gave them access to something they didn't deserve. Uh, guess what? I haven't seen an alternative. You know, folks have so much to say about the partnership, but nobody offered an, 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 an alternative. You know, and it's bigger than the Super Bowl halftime show. Think about how many. Gonna, think about how many uh, community organizations, how many, how many organizations these NFL players have that have gotten money directly from Inspire Change, and how many community communities have been bettered because of it. Right. Like it's bigger than just a halftime show. Mm -hmm. Salute to Jamel, though. That's the homie. All right, and that is your rumor report. Now, Charlamagne, who are you giving that down to? Man, four after the hour, we need to talk to this guy named Jorge Diaz Vega. When I tell you that he's out here committing prehistoric crimes, I didn't even know people still did this, but we'll talk about it for after that. All right, we'll get to that next. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Introducing the game, a new single from the locks, Rick Ross and Fat Joe. This track is more than just a tribute for hoops culture. It's a lifestyle. Find out more at DraftKings.com slash the game. Available now on all major streaming platforms. Make sure you tell them to watch out for Florida, man. Florida, man. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Yes, you are a donkey. A Florida man attacked an ATM for a very strange reason. It gave him too much money. Florida man is arrested after deputies say he rigged the door to his home in an attempt to electrocute his pregnant wife. Police arrested an Orlando man for attacking a flamingo. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Donkey of the day. With Charlemagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Oh, Duval, y'all do it to yourself, man. Donkey of the day. For Monday, April 24th, goes to a man in Kissimmee, Florida. Uh, his name Kissimmee. is... Kissimmee. Kissimmee, you right. His name is Jorge Diaz Vega. I should know how to pronounce that as many times as I've been there. A uh, salute to everybody who listens to us in uh, Kissimmee. 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 <laughs> On 104.5 to beat in Orlando. Orlando's hip-hop and R&B. Dropping a clues box for Orlando. Be strong, what up? That's right. Uh, what does your Uncle Charlotte always say about the great state of Florida? Cra the, the, what does your Uncle Charlotte always say about the great state of Florida? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Uh, yeah, salute to Orlando. I love Orlando. My mom's sister, which would make her my aunt, has lived in Orlando my whole life. I used to go down there all the time as a child. Now my child is always there for cheerleading competitions. So I have a lot of love for Orlando and kiss me, me. Kissimmee. Kiss, kiss me. Me. What? Okay, Kissimmee. Uh, but this man, Jorge, is ruining what some call the experience at the happiest place on earth. Yes, I'm talking Disney. Okay, the happiest place on earth for kids, the most stressful place on earth for adults. And this man, Jorge, has added to the stress because he's out here at the tender age of 26 committing crimes that were happening in the mid-1900s. Okay, I'm telling you, when I heard the crime this man committed, I thought to myself, what in the November 5th of 1955 Back to the Future-ass criminality is going on here? Okay, I mean, this is something Biff would be doing at a sock hop. All right, kids, I know you have no idea what a sock hop is, but ask your grandma or granddad, they'll fill you in later. Now, in all seriousness, no, uh, in all seriousness, the crime this man committed is a crime that I didn't even know still existed. This is literally the polio disease of crime. Uncle Charlotte, what are you talking about the polio disease of crime? You didn't know this disease still existed? What are you saying? Uh, I'll tell you what I'm saying. Let's go to NBC2 for the report, please. 
Orange County deputies say a man admitted to recording upskirt videos of guests at Disney's Hollywood Studios. 26-year-old Jorge Diaz Vega is facing video voyeurism charges after deputies say he admitted to taking uh, videos for around six years, accumulating around 500 of them. The arrest report says Vega worked at the Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities in Galaxy's Edge. He would allegedly take the videos as guests shopped around the store. A Walt Disney World spokesperson says that Vega does not work for the company. I did not know this crime still existed. Envy, did you? No. Folks still attempting to look up women's skirts in 2023? That's crazy. Like, Jorge is out here recording up women's skirts in 2023 like some sort of prehistoric pervert. This man had over 500 videos on his phone, and he willingly showed some of his footage to law enforcement. And his reasoning was because he said it's hard to find those types of videos online. I repeat, he said it's hard mm -hmm. to find those types of videos online. Jorge, what the hell are you talking about? Okay? In 1940, was Jorge frozen in some type of government hibernation experiment and he's just being unthawed now? Is he just waking up with us now? You committing crimes that Wally Cleaver was trying to teach the beaver to do and you saying that you can't find those types of videos online? Videos of guys going up women's skirts? Usually I research uh, these kind of things, but I don't want that in my browser history because recording up a woman's dress and she doesn't know it is absolutely a crime. But sir, if Poom Poom is what you are looking for, Okay, if that's what gets you off, there are no shortage of vaginas online. I mean, vaginas go viral every second of the day. Have you ever heard of Pornhub? All right, Pornhub is the go-to for so many of us, but in researching this morning so I can be accurate, I stumbled across Porn Dude, which shows you not just Pornhub, but also over 136 free porn tube sites just like Pornhub.com. Matter of fact, Jorge, after you Google Pornhub, Google other sites like Pornhub. No, like literally type that in other sites like Pornhub and you will see hundreds, no thousands of vaginas, breasts, threesomes, two men, one woman, two women, one man, whatever your sick, perverted mind can think of, you can find online, not to mention VR porn. Okay, virtual reality porn, that's right. You don't have to watch in third person anymore. You get a VR headset or a smartphone fitted in the headgear, and voila, you are now seeing a scene from the point of view of one of the performers. Jorge. What you got arrested for is not only criminal, it's literally like going out of your way to use a payphone in 2023. Imagine sitting in a residence, could be an apartment, a house, a trailer, whatever it is. You in a residence and it's two in the morning and all of a sudden you decide you need to make a phone call and there's two smartphones in the house. Fully charged, great plans. You can make any call you want, but you decide to bypass both those smartphones that may be within six feet of you to drive all around Orlando and kissing me. Did I say it right? Kissimmee. Kissimmee, looking for a damn payphone to use, okay? That's the game you are choosing to play in 2023, Jorge. Look, Jorge, I don't know if maybe you're just not up on all the current technological trends. Are you just one of the biggest perverts we've seen thus far? But what I do know is that donkey of the day was made for people like you. It was made for people like you to get the credit they deserve for being stupid. And this, in 2023, is indeed stupid. Please give Jorge Diaz Vega the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey hmm. of the Strange world we live in. It is. Strange world we live in. It is. He's only 26. 
It is 56, I might understand. Super crazy. You know what I mean? And let me just tell people out there, Kissimmee is a place maybe about 15 minutes outside of Disney where a lot of people get their Airbnbs from. It's a great community. So if you ever want to go to Disney and you want to get an Airbnb or you want to stay someplace, it's Love a great Kissimmee. place to look. It's Kissimmee. It's like 15 minutes from Orlando. The drive is not that Yeah, too south long. of Orlando. I mm-hmm. love Kissimmee. What? I love Kissimmee. All right, well, kiss yourself Kissimmee. Then. All right, it's Kissimmee. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today, sir. Mm-hmm. And shout to BET. Everybody on BET will see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Like we got a little pause you took after this. We got to take a pause. You got a little week? Yeah, no, no, saying? we got to take a pause. I have, have to, to take producing. a pause. It's you like produced a yourself really good. You see, I did yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah, I have to yeah, take yeah. a second. I kind of... Absolutely. I wish you would pause yourself more often. You deserve it. What is wrong with you? <laughs> what is wrong with you, man? <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> what are you talking about? You was in about? Atlanta all weekend. You've been kinky all morning. It's nothing. Listen, Atlanta ain't got nothing to do with me. I'll go to Atlanta and mind my business. Okay? All right. All right. Let's open up the phone line. We're mm-hmm. talking to Polo G's mom, and Polo G's mom said this about her kids. Coming from a person in an impoverished community, I never had a stasia, right? So I wanted my children to have a stasia. I wanted my children not to know the struggle. I wanted my children to know what support was. I wanted them to know that many times we are hardwired to think that in order to be successful, we got to go through some shit. You don't have to go through some shit. Live your life, be my child, I'll figure out the rest. It doesn't have to be all that. Now the question That's is Station Mac, by the way, dropping a clues bomb for Station Mac. Man, Man, Station Mac. Manager extraordinaire handles all the business. Now we're asking 800-585-1051, do you agree? Do you agree that your yes. child should not have hardships? Do you do you uh, agree with your child? Maybe you shouldn't have to do the things that you had to do. Yes. Now, if you look at Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> a couple of months ago, Shaquille O'Neal said the opposite. Shaquille O'Neal said that's his money. He gonna make his kids work, and they gonna have to do whatever they gotta no, do. No, 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 no. He said he wanted his kids to finish school. He said he wanted his kids to finish school. He said you're not touching none of my money unless you get a degree. Oh, he said that. Okay. I agree with Station Mac. Yes, I do too. Now I I do think yeah hardships yeah build character and all that other no, stuff about you know what I mean do but, they I don't know if they do or not but, I just know that's the only way I knew how to I I went through things because of the, the circumstances I was in but I will say this life is not about being rich and making money that's not what life is about life is about enjoying the moments people have been dying so fast people have been dying so early. So if I could bust my ass so my kids don't have to go through the stuff that I had to do and work at the, the long hours that I had to do, that's right. I don't have a problem with it. Life is about being happy. Yes, you and that's all I want my kids to be happy. And I say this over and over and over again, and I think you guys out there, if you have kids, you should think about it as well. You just want to be happy at the end of the day. And I tell my kids all the time, I don't care what you want to do in this world. Just be happy. That's right. And success, success is subjective. Yes. You know what I'm saying? There's somebody out there right now making thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 a year, but they got a place to stay and they got food on the table and they are happy. And on the flip side, there's somebody out there making $40 million a year and they waking up stressed out with all types of problems and, you know, they depressed and got anxiety, all types of stuff. You're right. So it's all about being happy at the end of the day. So let's but open I agree the phone lines. Mac. 800-585-1051. Do you agree with Station Mac? Let's talk about it. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I know it, man. 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 Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, 
We're talking about Polo G's mom. She uh, said this recently during an interview, and we're just taking your thoughts and comments on it. Coming from a person in an impoverished community, I never had a station, right? So I wanted my children to have a station. I wanted my children not to know the struggle. Many times we are hardwired to think that in order to be successful, we gotta go through some shit. You don't have to go through some shit. Live your life, be my child, I'll figure out the rest. I've done enough. You didn't even ask to be here. So if you're gonna be here and you're gonna stand 10 toes and you're gonna make the grades, I will be your mom, I will be the supporter, I will be the financial backing, and just live and be. So we're asking 800-585-1051, what are your thoughts? I agree with Station Mac. And, you know, we have these type of conversations in my house, man. What's the point of building all these businesses to have your children, you know, go work for somebody else? Like, my oldest is on payroll with me now. And no, I don't want my kids to have to struggle. I'm, I'm trying to raise trauma-free babies. I, I, went, I went through the struggle because that was the circumstances, you know, my parents went in. But the whole point of life is to bust your ass so your kids don't have to struggle the way you did. And all I want to do is create the kind of circumstances that my kids need so they can do whatever they desire to do. Like a lot of times our options are limited based off where we are from and what we have access to. So I want to put myself in position to create the kind of circumstance that my kids can really truly do whatever it is they desire to do. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and like you said, I got you know both my oldest on, on, on payroll. I got Madison and Logan. But this is the thing. So my parents are from Brooklyn, Rutland Road in Brooklyn, right? And they worked hard and they overworked to get me out of that environment. Had right. me growing up in Queens. They put me in, in the best schools. They they paid for me to go to Hampton. They did everything that they had to do to make sure I was out of the streets and out of areas where the streets could take over and possibly kill me. Uh, they did what they had to do to make sure I was good. That put me on a level where I'm at now. Uh, and now I'm trying to do the same thing for my kids. Whatever it takes, I'm trying to work hard. I'm trying to bust my ass because at the end of the day, I want my kids to be happy. That's right. And that's part of breaking generational curses and generational trauma. Y'all sound crazy as hell saying y'all kids, you know, y'all want y'all kids to struggle. None of us want our kids to struggle. We want our kids to understand the value of things. Correct. We want our kids to understand the value of hard work. But if I can prevent my kids from struggling, why wouldn't I? It's yes. called nepotism, baby. Yes. Yeah. And I'm all for it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's what white communities do mm -hmm. all day, every day. Yes. You know, I'm not mad at it in no way, shape, or form. I do not want my kids uh, to struggle. I just want them to understand the value of things and the value of hard work. That's it. And I, and I tell my kids all the time, I don't care what you want to do. I want you to be happy as a parent. Mm -hmm. Me and my wife's job is to make sure that we make it work. So if my, I say it all the time. If my daughter wants to do nails... Yes, you can do nails if that makes you happy, but dad and mom's going to figure out how you're going to own a bunch of nail salons. And that, but that's what I mean when I say you want to create the kind of circumstances Absolutely. that kids need so they can do whatever they desire to do. I don't care what field yes. my child decides to go in. I just want them to have that freedom and that flexibility Correct. to be able to go do it because of the opportunities and the circumstances that, you know, uh, my hard work has created. Yes. And, and one other thing I will say, too. I'm also, me and my wife believe in seeing our kids enjoy it. I know a lot of people wait till they die and then they want to leave a whole bunch of stuff for their their kids. I'm opposite. I want to see my kids enjoy what I worked hard You're for. damn right, whether right now. Whether it's vacations, whether it's whatever it is, I want to see it. I work hard for it. So I'm going to spoil my kids. And what Charlemagne said, yes, as long as they value, they value it. where it came from. They value the money. They know how hard it is and they respect it. That's it. I don't have a problem with it. Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, man? It's Marcus from Houston, Texas. Marcus up, from H-Town. Talk to us, brother. What's up, brother, man? Hey, 
Man, you know what? What's so crazy? I, I totally agree with y'all, man, like about, you know, wanting to be there and take care of my kid and them not having to worry about nothing. But then at the same time, I kind of agree with Shaq because our, the generation is not the same versus like when we was growing up. Like, I feel like it was a little tougher on us, but we had like the mindset, like, you know, it wasn't so much mental health. Man. Like, I feel like us doing this with kids and just wanting to take care of them, it, it takes away from their responsibility in a sense. No, you know, I, I like, never said take care of, you know, not have the responsibilities. They're still going to have responsibilities. Now, my kids can't just sit home all day and play video games. They're going to have to get out there and do something, but I just want them to do what they enjoy. Now, let's say my son is nice in video games, and, and there's a big market for video games. And what we if you make a million dollars on video games right. like some of these kids? We can talk that, too, but he's just not going to be at home doing nothing. He has to do something. He has to do what he enjoys. But that's what Shaq said. I, I, don't, I know there's a couple of clips floating around, but I heard yeah. Shaq say once, these. Uh, I think it was on Earn Your Leisure, actually. He said, I'm not giving these kids... None of my money unless they go to college. They mm-hmm. got to get a degree. I thought that's what he said. Yeah. So that's still that's still like not a, a ultimatum, but it's a goal. It's giving you a a, a a a goal to reach. I would you know I would never say this to my kids, but I I do feel that some kids are for college and some kids are not. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I believe they they have to do something. Whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're getting into business or something, because some kids are just not into it. Uh, thank God my kids are, but I'm not mad if one of my children said, oh, you know what, Dad, I don't want to go to school. I would, I'd rather take this way. I want to be a, a real estate agent. I want to be a mechanic. I, I wouldn't be oh. mad at that. If you went to a trade school, I wouldn't be mad at that. Actually, Shaq said that his kids need to have two degrees hmm. to access his inheritance. I'm looking at the quote now. He said, I got six kids. I would like a doctor, somebody to own a hedge fund, a pharmacist, a lawyer, someone that owns multiple businesses, someone to take over my business. But I tell them I'm not going to hand it to you. You got to earn it. So he wants his kids to have two degrees to access his inheritance. Mm-hmm. Hello. Who's this? Natasha. Hey, Natasha. Where you calling from? Columbia, South Carolina. 803 Metro. What's happening? Talk to us, mama. What's hey, your thoughts? Hey, what's going on? I, I'm, I feel exactly what Shaq is saying. Children need to know exactly what hard work is and the value of a dollar, but I'm not going to let my child struggle. If there's anything that I can do for him, I'm going to make it happen versus me having the way I did growing up, struggling to find food, struggling to find clothes, struggling to how to get a textbook. No, by any means, if I have it, I'm going to take care of it. But he is going to know, and she is going to know, what hard work is, Absolutely. what it means to have a degree. Both my kids are required to have a degree or a trade. It don't have, you know, it, may, it don't have to be, you know, a four-year degree. Somebody needs to get a two-year degree and a trade, and I got a son that yep. goes to college. I respect that. He's graduating this year. I just said the same thing. It doesn't have to be necessarily a, a college degree, but it has to be a trade. Something to further that education, with whatever they want. Yes. I respect that. I'm with you. I respect that so much. Yes. Something they can Mama. stand on and work. Thank and, y'all. And, and, and you. Thank you. Love you, too. And you're teaching your kids the value of hard work. You're teaching mm-hmm. your kids that nothing comes easy. You're teaching your kids that nothing comes for free. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I had to bust my ass for this, so now I need you to put in some work so you can get access to this. Right. And I, and I also think, you know, we focus too much on the dollar sometimes, and, and sometimes it just has to be happy. And I'll be honest with you. I know, you, I know, you, I know you're probably like, yeah, Envy, you're saying that. But this is the thing. I love this. Like, I love music. I love DJing. I love producing. I love talking to you on the radio. I would do it for free. I hope my boss ain't listening because I love it that much. Charlamagne said, I ain't doubling down. No, 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 no. I feel the same love for it. I'm not doing it for free at 44 years of age. You know no, I'm mean? not saying that now, but I would have did it for free when I was. We did 50. do it for free. Ain't, right. no, ain't no would have. Right. We did do it for free. What are you talking you're about? Right. We had we had internships. internships. Yeah, I worked right. for Wendy for a year and a half you're and right. never received a paycheck. What right. are you talking about? Yeah, you're right. I worked for, I worked for free too. Yeah, yes. You did do it for free. You're right. All I'm saying is, but 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 all of that, all that did was, even though we love something, it taught us the value right of hard work. 
And I think that's all we really want to do is instill in our kids the value of hard work. We don't want them to have a sense of entitlement. Correct. You know what I mean? Now, on the side, let me ask you a question. For all these interns now that get paid, do you think they feel it the same way? Because we didn't get paid. There was no payment. Like, when I, when I was doing mixes and, and, and doing shifts, I didn't yeah. get paid. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think you find your love for something if it's, if there's a, a dollar attached to it. I, I think agree. that, you know, you have to recognize... Um, opportunity when it's not a paycheck attached to it. Cause I got, I didn't get paid, but I still wanted to go every day. That's, That's how much saying. I loved it. And it wasn't like a, there's a check at the at the end of it. I just wanted to do it so bad. Yeah, I don't know if you can truly find your love for something if there's a dollar amount attached to it. I could be wrong, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know if you can truly find your love for something if you're still getting a a check for it if that's your motivation right. to show up every day if that's your motivation to show up on time if that's your motivation to work hard I'm not sure right I could I don't know 800-585-1051 if you're just joining us we're talking about Polo G's mom he was talking Station about uh, basically creating a lifestyle so their kids wouldn't have to struggle isn't that the whole point I can't even believe people are arguing I don't want my kids to struggle Station Mac is absolutely right but let's, let's talk about it when we come back it's The Breakfast Club good morning The Breakfast Club Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and sociopolitical factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately eleven million dollars. Nearly ten million dollars was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, season five, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking about Polo G's mom. Now, she was talking about uh, working hard so her kids wouldn't have to struggle. Uh, she doesn't want her kids to struggle. She wants her kids to be okay and happy. And I feel her. Let's play, listen. Play the clip. Coming from a person in an impoverished community, I never had a station, right? So I wanted my children to have a station. I wanted my children not to know the struggle. Many times we are hardwired to think that in order to be successful, we got to go through some shit. You don't have to go through some shit. Live your life, be my child, I'll figure out the rest. I've done enough. You didn't even ask to be here. So if you're going to be here and you're going to stand 10 toes and you're going to make the grades, I will be your mom. I will be the supporter. I will be the financial backing and just live and be. 
Stacia Mack said nothing wrong. And, you know, one thing that she said that's super true in that clip is she said she didn't have a Stacia Mack growing up. Just like Shaq kids didn't have a Shaq. Envy, your kids don't have, didn't have a you. My kids don't have a me. We are here to break all generational curses, and those generational curses are also financial as well. Right. We got to create circumstances that our kids can thrive in. Can you imagine how great you possibly would have been, Envy, if your parents... You know, because they did create a circumstance they for did. you to thrive. Mm-hmm. But what if they already came from a circumstance of thriving and not just surviving? No. Well, not only that, is it was certain things that we had to figure out. I had to bump my head and figure out, which mm-hmm. was, you know, I bought my first house when I was 22. My interest rate was 14%. Mm-hmm. You know, um, at one time I had the wrong accountant. I wasn't paying the taxes the right way. I didn't know. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I had to figure all it out. Creating businesses and LLCs and buying businesses that's and right. buying cars and homes and LLCs. Right. It was things that I just didn't know because I wasn't privy that's to. That's right. We that come my from, kids right. will know. That's right. We come from no information. No information. None. Right. Zero. Figuring it out ourselves. But not even that. Like, I even tell everybody, you know, my parents never invested in money. They never invested in anything because they didn't know. They didn't have no money to invest in. And that too. Like, my mom was an English teacher in, in, in South Carolina. Like, the most she ever made was like $30,000 a year. And she was trying to take care of five kids. And my dad, you know, he always kept his hustle going. But he had his about his, his fights right. with substance abuse and, you know, drugs and things of that nature. So... He didn't really probably have the money to invest like yeah, that. Right. You know what I mean? So my, dad, like, yeah, my dad was a police officer. He didn't have no money to invest. Oh, man. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, let's go to the phone line. You think about it now. You'd be like, Jesus. Now, Kelly, good morning. We're talking <laughs> yeah, about how, how you raising your kids. What's your thoughts, mama? Okay. Good morning. Um, thanks for having me. I think that is a rich people's sport. Um, that lady is rich, so she's more than capable of taking care of her children like that. But for the nine to five people like myself... I feel like um, the child should have more responsibility and hold their own, really. Well, nobody's saying the kids shouldn't have responsibilities. I didn't take that from what she said. Nobody said any of that. Like, nobody said the kids shouldn't have responsibility. Like, I'm saying they shouldn't, like, just have a handout. Like, you getting $1,000 a week just because you're getting good grades. I feel like they should. I don't feel like they should have to struggle, but they should work for their money because that's how it's going to be when they become an adult. When they don't have their parents anymore, they're going to be looking for that guidance and hand out from the world. And that's just not how the hey, world I, works. I got my daughter on salary right now. It's like 13000 something a year. She mm-hmm. gets that money based off what she does at the house. She's got chores she needs to do at the house. You know what I'm saying? And she acts sometimes as me and my wife's assistant, personal assistant at the house. <laughs> so she has things that she has to do in order to get that money. I'm not just giving it to her. Yeah, my my son and my daughter, they, they're both on salary. And, and it's in the same thing. They have things that they have to do. Uh, my daughter has to, she's at the office. She has to work. My son has to, has to work. And then they take their money and that's right. whatever it is, they pay for their cars. They pay for their that's school right. tuition. And, and that's what it is. But... Uh, they still have to have responsibility. Nobody's just giving anything away. They still have to 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 do things like I had to do as a child. I, you know, my my kids don't gotta wash dishes. Reason being is, I, you know, as a kid I didn't have a dishwasher. Oh my god, we got two dishwashers and my daughter washes dishes. <laughs> she puts my, my, now my kids chores, put the, baby. My kids put it in the dishwasher, but she's no, not washing no, dishes. No, 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 that's part of the chore. Fourteen years old, you in there washing dishes before you go to bed. That's part of yeah, it. Yeah, you got a dishwasher. We got two of them, and you still make her wash you dishes. You damn right. So what's the part purpose of having a dishwasher? I have no idea because I don't wash dishes. They got to take, take that up with my wife. But clearly, she's instilling something right. in my daughter that she's going to need, right? And that's all we really want. Mm-hmm. We just want our daughters and, and our sons to understand the value of hard work and Correct. understand that none of this 
comes easy. So once again, don't weigh your hardships and what you went through versus what versus what your kids call hardships and what they're going to go through. Because hopefully, they don't got to go through nothing that you went through. That's how you know you did your job. Right? What's the moral of the story if there's a moral? I think I just said it. Okay. Yeah. Surprised you don't use the dishwasher though, bro. We do use the dishwasher, but my wife, my daughter definitely uh washes dishes every night. That's part of her part of her her that's part of her job to make that salary every year. Mm. Yes. I ain't gonna lie. I, I I pull out the paper plates in the, in, in, until we got company. I love doing that too. Oh, well, after that. All right. Well, we gotta talk Southwest. Why? Cause Southwest is wildin'. Somebody spilled rice on the plane and they said, we not moving this plane until somebody picks up the rice. I don't know who raised you. She really said that. We'll talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast hey, Club. What's up? Salute to Angel Reese and uh, Flo J for pulling yes. up too from LSU. Y'all are so stupid in the comments. I cannot stand when I stand. <laughs> what? Whenever I stand next to somebody tall, y'all be like, damn, Charlemagne short. You are short. Angel Reese, 6'3". She's 6'3". What the hell are you talking about? She's six foot three. But you do look tiny. I, I would standing next to somebody six three. Somebody put it in the comments. I look like the annoying little brother. You got to take every place with you. <laughs> look like a toddler. But anyway, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Southwest Airlines. Rumor has it. Rumor. Rumor has it. Call out a name, or you gossiping, or you chatty patty. I'm gossiping. This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we on the Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Yes. Right. On the Breakfast Club. This is so classic. Now, a Southwest flight from Atlanta to Houston. So, you know, that was a black plane. One black city to another man, black city up, was delayed. <laughs> Last week, after a flight attendant allegedly refused to let the plane take off to somebody who dropped rice, picked up a, pick up the rice in the aisle. That sounds like somebody black mama, somebody black grandma, <laughs> somebody black aunt. Ain't nobody doing nothing until y'all clean up this damn room. Ain't nobody doing nothing until somebody clean up this damn kitchen. Who spilled the rice on the floor? <laughs> That's what she said. Ain't we not know. Ain't no. gonna be no TV, no YouTube, no tablet, no nothing until you clean up this rice. Now, they, the passengers on there said that they went from row to row trying to find out who dropped the rice. Like, I guess who had containers of the rice. She even got on the loudspeaker and was like, who raised you? Like, who, like... Listening to too much TK Kirkland. Let's play the audio. I didn't see it happen, but apparently one of the last passengers to board spilled a large amount of what looked like some sort of Asian fried rice situation. Lord and have mercy. the flight attendant was really, really mad about it. She went up and down the aisle and asked each passenger one by one, loudly, who spilled the rice. Another flight attendant came and put a paper towel on it and again said, we are not leaving this gate until someone cleans up this rice. She gets on the loudspeaker, says again that we're not leaving until this rice is cleaned. <laughs> so she cleans the rice, but the entire time she's yelling at all the passengers about how nobody was raised right <laughs> and how disappointed she is in all of us. What if it was somebody from the last plane? What if it was somebody from the last plane? Because the flight gets cleaned. It. It, it gets cleaned every, every she flight. Said, they said it was probably the, they said it was the last pass one of the last passengers uh, to come on a plane that dropped it. Why well, she had to emphasize the Asian fried rice? Thank, <laughs> yeah, thank, God, Asian fried rice. thank God nobody was Asian on that plane because <laughs> the amount of profiling that would have happened. Jesus Christ! How yeah? How she know what type of rice it was? That's wild. But the plane, uh, she she had to wind up cleaning up herself, and then the plane finally took off. So shout to Southwest Airlines. I didn't know. I I honestly truly I, I think you should clean up your area, but I mean some things you just can't clean, but so much. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You probably can get some of the rice up, but damn. Can't yeah. get every kernel. Yeah. Well, well, let's go over to Pete Davidson. All right. Now, uh, Pete Davidson's in the news yesterday. He was at the Knicks game, and a fan uh, was seen trying to put his arm around him, and Pete Davidson pushed the fan off of him. 
That's because they only showed the short video. And this is why I hate some of you guys some of the times. Now, this fan put his arm around Pete Davidson, not once, not twice, but three times trying to take a picture or whispering something in his ear. The last time Pete Davidson did what I would have did the first time. Get your arms off of me. Get yeah, your man. arms around me. So I Pete mean, Davidson pushed the guy away like he should have. Yeah, we don't know what that guy said. That guy might have said something about his penis in his ear. Can't just come up to no man, put your arm around him, and whisper something about his penis in your in, in, in his ear. Well, I don't know what he said, but he he had his arm around Pete Davidson three or four times, and um, and Pete the, the first time was nice, the second time was nice, but the third time was like, oh, get the fuck off me. Is is one thing I know for sure. Uh, Pete Davidson don't bother nobody. No, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. No, he doesn't. <laughs> He's not even that kind of person. So if, if his self preservation kicked in where he felt like he needed to shove somebody, uh, I would probably uh. I would probably side with Pete in that situation, even though I don't, I don't know the situation. But yeah. knowing Pete, I know that he's not that type of person. And also, uh, Pete was uh, driving with his girlfriend, allegedly, because I don't know if that's his girlfriend, but that's what they're saying. He was driving through Beverly Hills last month, and they're saying he lost control of his Benz, and it drove through someone's yard and crashed into the side of someone's house. Huh? Yeah, they said that happened last week. It was on TMZ. Last week? Mm-hmm. And they said no, no. one. Yeah. I didn't hear about that one. No, sorry. Last month. They said that uh, no one was injured. They said he wasn't cited at the time for the crash, but there was no drugs or alcohol uh, factor. So it was it was just a mishap. He just lost control. What's that got to do with today? With the push? Not us both of them. It was two peep. Uh, Davis's story. Okay, one okay, peep okay, to the okay, next okay. peep. Okay. And lastly, uh, we reported Friday that YSL attorney uh, was arrested for uh, having prescription drugs. Now, at first, they said they believed he was sneaking the drugs in for his client, but they're saying it was his prescription drugs that it was his drugs that he got arrested for. So, you got audio of it? I mean, from the start, the whole thing seemed a bit staged, and, you know, the warrants essentially alleged that he had a prescription bottle with his prescription medication, and there was another dosage of the same medication in the bottle, which is not uncommon for the doctors to say, oh, well, you were on this many milligrams, we're going to change it to that, and then to have them in the same bottle um, is not really an issue. I mean, I'm not a criminal, I'm a patient. Yeah, it was humiliating, it felt... Like some kind of retaliation for something, but yeah, it didn't feel good. Retaliation, he says, after he accused prosecutors of lying to the court. He made those claims earlier this week during a bond hearing for his client, Miles Farley, who's charged with murder. Prosecutors call Menendez's comments false and baseless. The state also says they had nothing to do with his arrest or any other issues involving defendants and sheriff's deputies. So question, why wouldn't you say that from the beginning? Like, soon as they about to arrest you, why wouldn't you say, I got a prescription for those? I think he did. And I, they still locked him up? And they still locked him up, yeah. And then they uh, he threw his phone to a colleague, and I guess when he threw the phone to the colleague, it hit a, hit an officer, and they said that he threw the phone at the officer. They were, they were trying to charge this, this attorney with a, a little bit of everything. But at first, the, the story came out uh, last week, oh, that he might have allegedly been trying to give it to his client, but that wasn't the case at all. Yeah, I, I hate things like that because uh, nobody's going to talk about... The, 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 what actually happened mm -hmm. as loud as they talked about what originally happened. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So nobody's going to say, oh, that was, he had a prescription for that. You're not going to hear that as loud as you heard, oh, lawyer in the YSL case Correct. tried to slip uh, you know, one of the members of YSL some drugs. Yeah, that's why I wanted to report it, just to make sure that that was cleared up. And also, I didn't know this. I didn't know if you're ever traveling and you have prescription drugs, you're supposed to carry it in the original container. That's what I do all the time. I didn't know that. Yeah. Because sometimes when you go on a plane, I don't want to carry the big bottle i just put it in an envelope or put it in something small so mm -hmm. i could put it in my bag i didn't know but yes you have to have the original container the with the prescription and your name on that container because if not it, they, it could be a problem for you that's what i, I mean number one who first of all <laughs> if you're taking your stuff out you probably got some illegal drugs if, if, nah. you, if you got them in just a baggie or something 
No, nah, but I put I mine. I keep mine in my prescription. See, I put bro. mine in a Ziploc though. When I travel, I put mine in a Ziploc. What you on? Remember when I had this stuff to, to spray in my nose to, to clear my oh, nose? This, oh, the pain pain pill. It's not a pain pill. It wasn't after a nerve surgery, but after, it was it's, it was like this thing that you're supposed to put in like a, a, a water and spray it up your nose. But I would carry that in a ziploc. I, I would carry my, them big ass the big ass cases. I definitely keep my. You, you just pulled yours out of a ziploc. Pull this out no damn ziploc. I had it in my bag, but this ain't this ain't. This, I keep my cholesterol medication in this prescription. Um, mm. it's pres- it's bottle. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Up next, we got the People's Choice Mix. And again, reminding you guys, May 28th, my car show in Memphis. We're doing it for Young Dolph. We're going to have Dolph's whole fleet. It's going to be an amazing time. Kids five and under are free. If you haven't got your tickets, get your tickets. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Your company has goals this year. Find the right people to help you achieve them with ZipRecruiter, where four out of five employers get a quality candidate within the first day. Try it free at ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Shout to BT. This was week one, right? Yes, this was week one of BT. Feel like it's been longer than that. No, it Oh, it's because they've been here practicing and yeah, right. uh, we've been, you know, well, they've been here for a while. They've been in the building a while before we started this week on BT. Right, yeah, practicing yeah. and getting things right. So shout out to the whole uh, BET staff. We appreciate you guys. And don't forget, you can catch us on BET every morning at 9 a.m. Just to, turn turn us in. That's turn right. us on. Everybody, it's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, Charlemagne, you had a successful weekend out in Atlanta. Man, I do, man. First of all, I want to salute everybody who came out to the first ever Black Effect Podcast Festival. You see me holding up my Black Effect hat up that Mitchell and Ness did because, you know, we sold those for the first time ever this weekend at the Black Effect Marketplace in Atlanta, man, and everybody was grabbing them. So salute to everybody who, you know, just came out. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to do it again next year. And I really got to salute to Nissan because Nissan partnered with the Black Effect Podcast Festival to further highlight an initiative we did last year called the Thriller Possibility Summit, man. Uh, the Thriller Possibility Summit was an event where we invited a whole bunch of HBCU students to hear from a whole bunch of people who graduated from HBCUs, HBCU alumni, and the things that they're doing in their life and their careers now just to, you know, give these kids some positive inspiration, you know, possibly, you know, find some new mentors and we also had a 15 minute panel um at the black effect Post- black black effect podcast festival with nissan that was moderated by me featuring Lene jackson from nissan and three students that were at the thriller possibility summit man they spoke about how nissan's thriller possibility summit was a life-changing event and helped them to achieve the next step in their career uh nissan also hosted the black effects pitch your podcast lounge where attendees had the opportunity to record their own podcast mm-hmm. and it was powered by the two 2023 Nissan uh, Aria, okay, and, and that was on display for, for for the attendees who went to the lounge and the podcast festival. You know, it just simply would not have happened without the partnership and collaboration with partners like Nissan. So Nissan, thank you, okay. So as a proud former Maxima owner, who's probably about to buy him another Maxima for the summer. You don't need that. Why Pathfinder? The Pathfinder. I got a Pathfinder. But see, I already got a truck though. I got my I got my 2004 Escalade with 300,000 miles on it. I want to get the Nissan uh, Maxima. I used to have, I had a I had a Maxima not not too long ago, like in 2010. Pathfinder though got three got three rows full of kids. I use it all the time when I take the kids to baseball, all the sports stuff. Throw the so, kids in there. What's so funny is my guy Tommy used to own a Nissan dealership, mm-hmm. and so he let me hold a Nissan Maxima. Mm-hmm. And so I was driving a Nissan Maxima. 
Did you ever give it, it back? It was like 06, 07. Yeah, I gave it back. Oh, okay. It was like 06, 07, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it was like 06, 07. So salute to Tommy. And salute to Nissan, man. Just thank you. Shout out to Nissan. Mm-hmm. All right. When we come back, we got the positive notice. The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. All right, now we got a uh, shout out to Angel Reese for joining us. That's right, and Flo Janae. And Flo Janae. Flo Janae. I don't know through. why I keep saying Flo Janae. Flo Janae. Flo Janae. Flo Janae. Salute to Flo Janae. And you got a positive note? I do got a positive note, man. Oh, I also want to tell y'all, make sure y'all go check out me and Envy, man. Me and Envy, we pulled up to South Jersey, and we did uh, the Million Dollars Worth of yes, Game I podcast. About that, yep. With our good brothers Gilly and Wallow, man. So make sure you go to Million Dollars Worth of Game YouTube and check out that conversation, Okay. Now, the positive note is simply this. If you want to support people with their mental health, be willing to believe in things you cannot see. Be open to the idea that people experience things you know nothing about and accept that your personal lived experience is not the only lived experience. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steel, is every Thursday a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where Anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.